Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 136 of the Half Gen Podcast. Everybody go wild. Yeah, oh my God. Everybody go wild. They're pretending like they're not here, but they're here. You're a little too hype for me right now. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not like going to hold you. I, I wanted to go wild, but then you put the little extra sauce on it where I was like, I don't know if I can live up to these wild expectations. Nat, go wild. Ooh. Nailed it. Ross, go wild. This is my go. Actually, no, I will go wild because my team are the Super Bowl champions of the world. Of the world. Let's go. Oh, yeah, congrats, finally. Thanks, dude. I mean, as far as we know, we're the only civilization that plays American football. It's true. They're the Super Bowl champions of the universe. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's I'm I'm 28 and I've been waiting 50 years for this thing, so it feels pretty good. <laughs> nah, man, good. but this is there's no I feel like the retribution for that. There's no sweeter way to actually win this, especially when you guys are like thinking you were gonna lose by like the, but by, by like towards the end of the game Listen, and then just they just did what they do. Anybody yeah. anybody who thought the Chiefs were out at the start of the fourth quarter was insane because I'm like, how many times? 24 nothing scored seven straight touchdowns. Down, you know, what was it like, thirty-four to twenty-four to thirty-eight? No, something it wasn't. To 17 it wasn't or whatever, the fact, and they it, scored like four consecutive. The Chiefs were not going to be stopped. Well, no, it's not. Point. It's not the fact that they were down, but more so the fact that Mahomes was playing unmahome like for the first three quarters, and then in the fourth quarter, just like, oh yeah, I'm Patrick fucking Mahomes, and then just it was played like himself. The worst game of his entire career, and we won. Yes, I'm I, he like, woke the fuck up and then was like, "Oh shit, I just got to do what I, I do." Mm. Yeah, I like know. I didn't think he played that bad. The like first, the one pick was egregious, the, and the it, other one would hit Tyreek Hill in the hands. Well, the, the the only reason, the main reason why the second one was a pick because he threw it way behind Tyreek Hill for no reason, and he had to turn around, and that's why he tipped it up. It was a bad throw. They were both bad throws, but in the end, we can't win a postseason game unless we go by down by at least ten. So that's the moral of the story. Um. So yeah, but you have to go down early. Oh yeah, we we never have a fast start. We're we're a second half. We start at the second quarter at the soonest. But yes, I'm very excited. I was I was back home to watch it with my family. As soon as we the clock hits, I tried to. Call, I know. I tried yeah, to call him. A and lot. Of, he ignored me. A lot of people were calling me, and I was busy literally sprinting laps around the house, so I didn't have my phone on me. Did you buy your jersey? Uh, bought the jersey beforehand um, to watch the game in. Um, my brother and I are like, deep down we know it doesn't make a difference, but on the surface we're very superstitious. So uh, there were times during the game, depending on what was happening, we were switching rooms. One of us would put on a jersey, the other one would take one off. The Where I found the most success was sitting very close to the fire to the point where it felt like my arm was burning. But then we okay. started winning. So I periodically so just climbed covered, into the fire. <laughs> so I periodically covered my arm the with fire. the jersey I had taken off and stayed there, and then we won. So superstitions. So your jersey are real. is singed. Yeah, oh, jersey's good. Yeah. Jersey's good. I of course bought got to the jersey too late. He's gonna frame it. Whereas all the red ones were gone. Of course, as soon as they announced they would be wearing red, so I got a white Mahomes jersey. That's what happened with with the Rams one. Yeah. I ended up getting the navy one instead of the 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 blue. I yeah. think I think the white one looks cooler for the Yeah, I wish the Chiefs, the Chiefs would go back. Yeah. They used to have like an, a third jersey that was like black, which mm-hmm. was super cool that they never wear anymore. But I wanted a I wanted a Teron Matthew jersey, but of course 
those were nowhere. I mean, you guys are probably going to get well, you more know, options now. Well, you know, they printed like half a billion Mahomes one. jerseys and then like four of everybody else. Oh, yeah. The the first <laughs> store we went to only had two Sammy Watkins jerseys left. And that I mean, was... Sammy, Sammy got, a, got a good catch in the Super Bowl, right? He had a couple of great catches yeah. that saved us. But at the same time, so, like, right before the Super Bowl, okay. he was like, oh, next year I might want to sit out. And I'm like, excuse me? You don't? What? Wait, what? He he said next year he might want to sit out, depending on uh, sit out for a year, you know, maybe focus on family or blah blah blah. And I was like, why now? Why would you say that now? Yeah, right. But I, on uh, the NFL YouTube channel I watched this morning, um, it's a forty-minute video of just all on the field audio from players, like throughout the entirety of the game. It's very cool. I think I saw that. I didn't watch it, but Frank I saw that. Frank Clark just talks so much to George Kittle. Oh, I bet. <laughs> and George Kittle is a really funny dude. <laughs> uh, a lot of people are saying George Kittle is the new Gronk. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Could yeah, see that. that guy, he's a monster. Yeah, like, listen, I know you got a monster tight end, but credit where credit is due. Oh, yeah. Like, George Kittle is a is a machine. Yeah. Like, he's just like, it, he, he is beast mode as a tight end. Yeah. Yeah. He's massive. He just, yeah. the only thing working against him is that god-awful hair. But besides that, he's doing pretty well. <laughs> um, but, yes, so my team won the Super Bowl. That's my favorite game that I've been, quote-unquote, playing. But uh, let's... The game of watching the Super Bowl. Oh, Being God. a fan. I, I lost the three... game of 50 years later. I lost three years of my life watching that game, but it's worth <laughs> I remember, it. I think that the, the biggest thing was, like, I'm on Twitter after the game because I'm like, Ross won't answer me. I'm going to check Twitter. And I see a post, and he says... I don't know why I watch sports. Yep. And then a few minutes later, in all caps, this is why I watch sports. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And I was like, that was me last year <laughs> texting Ross in the Saints game. Jared Goff is going to throw an interception and we're going to lose the game. And then we won in overtime. And me being like, oh my God, yes. Uh, <laughs> we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, we're going back to the Super Bowl next year, though. Uh, yeah. You, you want to play in the Super Bowl? Rams Chiefs? Yeah, I'd be down. Let's do it. Yeah, let's yeah. Uh, let's make that happen. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. The, the Rams are probably going to shop uh, Todd Gurley this season, and I'm not okay with that. I feel like McVay doesn't use him like he should. He, he didn't last season, and everybody yeah. wants to say the knee, the knee, the knee, but, you know, I'm looking at the guy, and I'm like, well, if you just give him the ball, it's like it turns out when he got more than 20 touches, he played damn well. Yeah. You just... know, when we won that stretch of games towards the end of the season, lo and behold, Todd Gurley was more involved. What? It, oh, Todd Gurley was more involved. Wow. Yeah, McVay just Stunning wants to pass. concept. No, McVay, like, I, I don't say, know why, why he thinks Jared also, Goff cause... needs to win the game for them because we, we are at our best when Gurley is carrying the ball. The so, offense need, goes as far as Gurley does. Similar to the 49ers offense and how they got away from the run. Yeah, I don't know. But why that's Spagnuolo's whole running. defense. Because like once the Chiefs get hot, you can't stop them. That's the whole thing. That's why Spagnolo was the perfect defensive coordinator for them. Mm-hmm. Because that's what he did to the Patriots. You just get the team in a position where running is less of an option. When you need to keep score, you force them to throw. And Spagnolo's defense is all about go ahead, try and throw it over us. His defense is built to like take a lead and just secure it. And mm-hmm. he will he will bend, 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 but he will never break. His defenses will not break. And that's why he's got three championships now. Yeah. 
So like he is the perfect match for what the the Chiefs do because once the Chiefs get hot, opposing dif- opposing defenses are just like I, their secondary wasn't talented enough to hold them down the whole game. Not Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. Forget about it. Mm-hmm. Damian Williams have had a massive game there. too. Yeah, he played well too. A lot of uh, people think he should have been MVP. I, I, th- I think he probably should have been MVP too. He probably should have been, but it was if the Chiefs won, it was never going to happen. I know. Um, Mahomes did a lot though. Mahomes, you know the, what? He the third he, and fifteen stepped up. You know what? The best quarterbacks. You know what they do? They win in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And you know what he did? He won in the fourth quarter. That's yeah. why my guy Eli is elite. Can't spell elite without Eli. Uh, anyway, yeah. You guys walked into that one. Mahomes with that that on third and fifteen. That just like Eli walked into retirement. Thank God. Uh, Anyway, leave my guy alone, okay? Yo, man, everybody just wants to talk about Eli Manning Super Bowl, Super Bowl, which is fine. I respect it, but as a regular like sixteen games quarterback overrated it don't matter when it mattered he won that's it you're right when it it mattered he won yes patrick mahomes when it mattered he won yeah and that's it that's all i'm saying eli manning is yo what did i tell you don't disobey the rules you can't spell elite without (laughs) eli the difference between eli manning and patrick mahomes is patrick mahomes is a reigning mvp Yo, uh, yo, not talking about all dislocated that. dislocated kneecap and still came back and led that. his team to the so Super Bowl. you talking about all this Eli other Manning extra stuff. We're not talking so... about all that. I'm just saying, the You're question saying... is, can you spell elite without Eli? And I am saying, no. it doesn't matter. <laughs> you can spell it however many ways you want. Eli Manning is not elite. Joe Flacco is not elite. You know? No. Philip Rivers was barely ever elite. He's elite at having kids, though. He has like 14 or something. He has a lot of kids, and he is not playing for the Chargers next week or next season. Tom Brady will be. <laughs> God, could you imagine? Did you see they want to pay him $30 million to stay? This is just a football podcast now. Yep. This is what it is. Welcome to football, I Jen. Mean, you banned us from talking about basketball, so. Oh, shit. You got when to does about the XFL sport, start? Right? I didn't ban us from talking about basketball. <laughs> you guys talked about basketball before the podcast. That was a conscious decision on your part. Nah, we can still I talk. Did not, I said not a thing about it. <laughs> no. The whole time you were talking about it, I didn't open my mouth once. I was just reading the twab, and then I wanted to talk about swords, and nobody wanted to listen. That last part's very true. That last yeah, part is, I know. is absolutely true, partner. I know. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, I played a game this week. I'm going to get. i jump right into it, okay? Yeah, you said you wanted to guess. I played oh, yeah. a game. My guess, my guess was Yakuza Zero. No. Okay. Okay. I'll give you another hint. Mm. I played one other game by this developer slash public, yeah, slash publisher, and I own all of them, but I've only ever played one. Uh, I thought you had already said you had started playing Hades. So unless I it's did not play that, Hades, was that That's the, game? the game? Oh, there we go. I played Hades, and I, I played it already. for a little. I got as far. No, it was the first time I played it. It was last week. Um, I got to the third boss. Yeah, got it. Yep, it's, um, it's a hard one. Yeah, I think I know how to beat him. Once I once I got past the first lady, I beat. I got to the second boss, and I beat that one on my first try. Mm-hmm. And then that was the run. 
that I think I went all the way. What is your I, uh, weapon of choice? I've been using the sword. I sword. really like the sword. And then, like, I just get really spammy with the with the uh, dodges. Mm-hmm. So, like, I try and get the speed things that give me more dodges. So I'm just dashing across, like, sword, 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 dash away, dash back in, sword, 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 dash away, dash back in. Like, I'm just spamming. Yeah. And it's great, and it works, and I love it, and I'm having a great time. Yeah, for a and dash. And then I realized, like, I'm almost at the end of the game if I beat those guys. And I'm like, fuck, this is a short game. <laughs> believe me it, it pads itself out a bit uh, yeah but uh no i had a lot of fun that run especially like nice. i had a really just good kit i was feeling it i had the thing where you swing your sword and you you launch like the the arc out yep. so like you have the ranged attack with it mm-hmm. so i'm just spamming that and like i'm just like that's how i beat the the lady uh what's her face uh, the, uh the, meg yeah, that's how I beat Meg, is I just kept running from her and swinging at her off the screen, and I'd dodge away and I'd swing at her off the screen. That's the the same Meg from the Hercules movie. I just... Is that really? It yeah, Meg Megara or whatever. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's just she, she, was she a... wasn't supernatural in the Hercules yeah. movie as much. Because I thought that, and I was like, it can't be, because she has like, you know, she's like a Valkyrie, whatever she is. I don't know what she is. Uh, what do they call her again? One of the Furies. Furies. That's yeah. what it is. Um, but yeah, it, like Meg was a fury. D- dash focus builds are fun, especially if yeah. you get a Dionysus. So all of your dashes just keep stacking poison. You just keep dashing through everything. That's I fun. didn't have that, but what I did get is I got the one that whenever I dashed, it dropped the spinning blades. Oh, uh, so I would just Ares. dash through. Yeah, yeah, I would just keep dashing riffs. through people and yeah. dropping blades down, and I'd just yep. be like, hey, "Blades, blades, blades." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was. I tr- it was. The, I call it the Beyblade build. Nice. Let it rip. Yep. Let it rip. Uh, rip. Yu-Gi-Oh is better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Beyblade toys were very fun, though. I'm sure Yu-Gi-Oh a, was better. I had a Beyblade arena. That was fun. I also did as well. Nice. Nice. I, I, had I, a, I, I have a dual disc. Well, I'm glad you're playing Hades. <laughs> yeah, I really like it. It's a good game. It's um, my favorite and, game they've ever made. And, and uh, Considering I've only played two of the four, but not all of them. It's, yep. it's, I imagine that would still probably hold true. I've played... Actually, I haven't played the last... What was their last game? Pyre. I haven't played Pyre. The Wizard Basketball. Yeah, um, I bought yeah, Pyre, I never played, played Pyre. it. Never got I around wanted to, to play it. it. I never got the chance to play it. Yep. But yeah. only only games I, like that I really play. I want to play Risk of Rain 2. I want to play Children of Mine. Oh my god, Risk of Rain 2. I've been playing so much Risk of Rain 2. The game is so good. Can I see how long I put in the last two weeks? I want to play Children of Mortar, but I feel like this is just going to be like another game I play, which I can't remember the name of right now. I want to I want to actually do another write-up for Risk of Rain, because uh, I want to do like a follow-up on it, kind of like, hey, you know what? We talked about this at like Game of the Year, but we haven't really talked about the game in a while. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking of doing a piece for the site and just being like, yo, Risk of Rain 2 is like crazy good now. Yeah, okay. Also, in the last podcast I was in, I said I was putting up a final save for Blood and Truth. Um, you lied. I, it's been done for a couple weeks, but the problem is <laughs> the screenshots. So you can play it with a DualShock 4. I don't know why you ever would play it with a DualShock 4, but if you do play with the two move controllers, those are for the PlayStation 3, and the screenshot button doesn't exist. So mm. I'm trying to figure out if I just want to use trophy screenshots or if I should just use like the press kit press kit screenshots from their site. I mean, if you just use the press kit ones, just put a do a yeah. caption in the caption yeah. box, just write like image credit Sony or whatever. Yeah, that's probably what I'll end up doing. That's but. that's what I would do at that point. That's I've had to do that before for games where it's just like screenshots are being a pain in my ass. 
Yeah. Or I did that for like the game of the year stuff when we didn't have any coverage for a game. And I was just like, Mm -hmm. well, image credit and just go to their site. Press kit, press kit, press kit. (laughs) Well, to close out the, uh, the 80s conversation, I'm glad you played. I'm glad you like it. Um, those, the, just the sheer variety and the weapons are, they, they feel so different that it feels like a different game when you go in with a different weapon. And you know what? I think I'll probably try and play through with all of them. Like, I'm not saying Hades is like a short game, like I'm going to play it and be done with it. But like, I got to tell you, the moment I swung that sword, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, wait a minute. I really like this. And my first run, I made it all the way to the boss. I made it all the way to Meg in my very first run. And I was just like, this is amazing. And then she kicked my ass (laughs) twice. And then I figured her out. And then she hasn't killed me since. Yeah, yeah, and it's um. And I gave her a gift just to spite her. Uh, once you, once I mean, once you get like really proficient at the game, I've seen people finish runs from start to end in twenty minutes. Um, so like the game can be super fast. Um, the only you, you can also you can also add, but like every other sing like every single other super giant game, uh, you can there are difficulty modifiers yeah, that you can that. toggle on for greater rewards. So. That's an option. The best always. thing, the best thing I have going for me is um I got the thing that gives you health when you pick up one of the purple crystals. Yep. yep. And then every time I see one of those, I'm just like, yes. Every time that's an option, I just go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yes, health, health, health. Yeah. And so yeah. <laughs> like I'll finish a boss, I'll have like 20 health, I'll get to the next area, I'll have like a hundred, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> I always go for the Minotaur hearts and I always go for the purple stones. Yep. Yep. And then the only enemies I don't like is there's the rooms with the giant Medusa and then the dude who jumps up and then like oh, tries yeah. to land on you. Those suck. <laughs> That's real bad. Uh, it's not even bad. It's just like it's it's annoying to deal with. Yeah. I don't like them. Because like the moment I'm like I get focused on one or the other and then the other one just messes me up. And I'm like, yeah. go away. Yeah, just it's go like go away. With, with the sword, it's not like it's not mandatory by any means. But I feel like uh, like prioritizing Athena boons are like a priority. So when you just swing your sword, it deflects projectiles back. Right, and I got that on my dodge too, yeah. which was part yeah. of my dodge build because I had like four dodges. So I'm just like deflect, 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 deflect. You know yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, uh, and I was just spamming. Like I'm literally just like da 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 da. This is it. This is how I play Hades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the sword is probably like highest damage, uh, but also highest difficulty i would say out of all the weapons just because really? you have to be so so close in there all the time I, I guess i could see that um like the shield is cool because you can captain america it, you can just swing it normally or you can hold it down and it'll just block everything see the shield i want to unlock but i keep seeing like the upgrades on the mirror that i want to get so i keep mm-hmm. spending my keys on that because uh, i'm like yeah. oh i want this I, I this would be amazing you know this yeah. you know giving me another dash this here this here and i'm like i'm just building my perfect build yeah. And then yeah. later I'm going to go through again and I'm just going to be like, okay, let's just grind a bunch of runs with my perfect build and then, yeah. you know, and buy like, all this other stuff. Well, like, probably the weapon that I started off liking the least that has turned into maybe my favorite is the freaking gun. The gun is sick. Um, it's secondary fire is just a mortar shell. <laughs> it's The gun is really cool. It's great with a poison that, uh, build. Yeah, I haven't just, seen the gun yet, but just rapid fire with a uh, some poison on it. Just stack those poisons on rapid fire, man. But yeah, man, yeah. Hades and that game sounds great, looks great. 
characters. I like spamming the door, so Hades is just like, get away from there, boy. And I'm just like spamming the button. I'm like, you can't stop me, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Have you come across um, Ashley Barrett's character singing in the second uh, biome? No. So it sho- shows up randomly, but she'll show up in a room. And it'll be like just like a static room where she'll give you like some upgrades to your boons. And you can hear her singing. And it's, I stay there in that room for a long time every time I come across it. Yeah, I don't know what it is, though, dude. Like, I've been, you know, because, like, Risk of Rain is also very run-based. Hades is run-based. And I normally don't like those games. But, like, when they get it right, I'm all in. Like, Dead Cells, I didn't, Dead Cells never grabbed me. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody was, like, crazy about Dead Cells. And I played it that one time. And then I was just like, okay, yeah, I'll play this again, maybe. And then never did. Because I was just like, I don't know, like... I think I don't like the side scrolly ones. Yeah. I like more three D. I like to be able to move around the environment. I like having a lot of options for movement. Like, oh my god, we had a run the other night in Risk of Rain. Um we were playing with Tony, you know, Cypher, Tony, and yep. um Uber. And we were going and we got to the point where we swear to God we couldn't lose. We could not lose. We were just like, I, I was playing this loader guy, and every time he punches, he gets shields. So I'm just standing on top of the he- boss's head, just punching him in the head over and over again. And I have like 5,000 health, because I have so much armor from punching him in the head. So he'll do an attack that drains like 3,000 or something, but I'm just busy punching him. And I had like these attack speed buffs, and I'm just punching him in the face, and he can't kill me. And then like, it got to the point where I got strong enough that like, we were having a harder time against mini bosses. The main bosses would spawn and I would just kill him in like a couple seconds. Like the end of the area teleporter boss, he'd just spawn. I'd be like, you're dead. Grapple up to him, punch him in his face and he's gone. And I'm just like, cool. It was great. It was the best. And then we had to end it because Tony had to go. Yeah. It's a fun game. I need to play it again. Yeah, you do risk. Like, oh, there's so many more characters now. Yeah. Last time you played, there was only like the f- five there's, or six. I thought uh, there's like maybe I only remember three. Yeah, you might have only unlocked three. There was like five when you started. There's eight now. Gotcha. Cool. And they're really cool. Uh, the game is excellent. I've been playing that. Um, Zane got me into Insurgency Sandstorm. Uh, which Ross, you might we might you remember like in Terrorist Hunt, right? Yeah. What if I told you Insurgency was a lot like Terrorist Hunt? Does it have an LVU campus? Uh, it doesn't, but... Does it have a casino? Maybe. Does it have a vault? Maybe? I need those maps. It has a lot of bad guys to shoot. And Mm. you can call down air support. Interesting. You can call down an A-10 and just listen to the gun come by and just... And everything dies. It's great. Fair enough. Um, yeah, but no, that's that's really fun. Um, I've been playing more Felseal, and that game is, like, getting to a really, like, frustrating place for me. Because, like, I'm trying to, like, train up some different classes on my characters. And I'm trying to do these side levels, which unfortunately don't give as much XP. But... I want to be like, I want my character set for the story missions where I want to get them the XP on the classes I want to level. And then they keep dying in these other levels, you know, these other smaller battles. And the problem is I have permadeath on. So if they take, if they die too much, you get too many injuries, I can't use them anymore. So I keep like restarting. Cause I'm like, 
uh, if they die in a story mission, I'm leaving it. But if they die in a side mission, I'm save scumming. I don't care. Um, and I've been save scumming a lot. And it's really frustrating me. Specifically, like, two people keep dying. And I'm very upset. And hmm. I wish they would stop. Yeah. And if, the, if, if Jerry would just crit. If his character would just crit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm still chugging away at that. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it. Playing through some more Destiny. We're building Trials. I'm very interested to see how that turns out when Trials comes back. That will be very interesting. I got an invitation to the Disintegration beta, which was really funny because I was like, oh, yeah, it's that game that's made by the former Destiny uh, uh, Bungie head, like co-founder of Bungie. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the day they sent it, they didn't include my code, which was weird. And then they sent it again. And by that point, it was like the day it was ending. And I was just like, I'm not going to play this. <laughs> There's not enough time. I was like, yeah. it's, it was like, expires at this time on the 29th. I'm like, it's the 29th right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I was upset about that. I don't know if I could have talked about it anyway, but. Right, right. Disintegration is a game that's coming. So keep that in mind. What about you guys? What have you guys been playing? You want to jump in now? I've just been playing Pokemon, to be honest. My computer nice. is dying, so I'm not trying to try my luck with anything i'm just i have a computer for sale uh, <laughs> i have a computer honest, for sale that's cool but i'm not buying your computer if i'm gonna build a computer i'm gonna build something for myself to okay. do exactly what i want to do but i appreciate the offer uh, it didn't sound like you did <laughs> no i'm just saying if i'm gonna build something i'm gonna build i don't it want your scum ass computer no i want if i'm gonna build i want to build something for me man just like get your piece of garbage out of my face. The only thing I've been playing is Pokemon. Okay. Uh, I've been playing and chess. Games. I guess I'm sorry. And chess. Yes. And chess, that's garbage. a thing that's uh, it's dating back to last week. Gotcha. Should I move on? You can go. Okay. Uh, I've been playing a couple games. Um, uh, I don't know what came over me, but um, I've been like interested in trying to there's this website called psn trophy leaders and it tells you like your average like percentage trophy completion for every game you've ever played and my, and like it got to me because mine was low so i've started looking at games that i like enough to be able to be like i want to go back and maybe try for the platinum or at least get some more trophies if i like the game so i did it with madden nfl 20 and um, I'm so close. I have read it. Don't chew the bone up against the chair. That makes it twice as loud. Thank you. Um, I've one trophy left, and I have to win a head-to-head -head game in an online league. This is one of the, the first couple years where I feel like Chris has not bought the game on PS4. Well, no, because I have the PC thing, so exactly. why, would I, why would I buy the game ever? Exactly. Yeah. So I don't have anyone to do this. So I've been trying to find someone online to boost it and it's been a nightmare, Damn. but it's driving me insane. Cause it's, I literally need four minutes, one minute quarters. I just need to win <laughs> one game. That's all I need to get a stupid platinum. Ross just wants to beat me again. 
No, I don't. Wants, I just want to get the trophy. To, he wants to beat me real bad. Uh, you should go. You should go on like Reddit or something to see. If no, I did. If you boost it. No Madden, one responded. Madden LFG. <laughs> it's just like it's so frustrating because I have the other thirty-eight trophies and I just need this last one. That will I take just checked the four price. Minutes. If it wasn't thirty-eight dollars for a pre-owned copy, I would I would just go pick it up. Well, why did Redbox have to stop carrying games? Or it wasn't profitable. Gamefly. What about that? I don't, I don't know. have Gamefly anymore. Oh, all of these things. So yeah, I've been playing a lot of Madden. Unless you want to buy, buy Gamefly for a month to get Madden, and, by, and then you, and by, we can boost everything. And by a lot of Madden, by when I say playing a lot of Madden, I mean I literally got ninety percent of the trophies in one day. Um, so yeah, that's been a thorn in my side that I will continue to try to push through. Uh, I mean, but I guess technically I could buy it and then just no, don't return do it. it. Don't do it. Because we could do don't it within do it. seven days. Don't, don't do it. It's fine. Almost it's fine. It's fine. Um, I have been. Uh, I haven't put a ton of time into it yet, but I did play another game that makes Chris happy. I started Days Gone. Yay! I'm probably He's not happy with it. I can you know, tell by his it's voice. it's fine. Listen, I thought this. I'm telling you, I thought the exact same thing at the point you're at in the game. Yeah. Once it opens up and you start talking about going to the other camp, and the game starts to open up and the environments start to get a little bigger, you'll start to feel it. Yeah. No, I'm sure. I'm sure, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. You need um, a couple upgrades on that bike. That's the nightmare scenario at the beginning. Is that bike just has nothing? Once you get a couple upgrades in there, it's a totally different game. And I know, like, I, I'm not trying to be that person of just like, yo, man, you just gotta, you just gotta push through this bullshit for 20 hours. It's not like that. I'm telling you, like, it's it's three to four hours depending on how do you how you play it, and then the game just kind of picks up from there, and you start getting a bunch of storylines and stuff. So there's always something to chase. Yeah. So where I'm at right now is that the last kind of I think main story thing I did was the first, like, stealth section past Nero guards. The helicopter landed, and Ooh, I had to, like, okay. stealth past them. So that's that's where I'm at right now. That's the last big thing I did. Um, but, but yeah. Did you did you see your first horde yet? Not yet, no. Okay. Um, I'm sure that's coming soon. Did, did you... Well, you've been to a Nero camp, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you go to the one by the trains? Uh, I believe so. I believe I remember there being a track. Yeah. Okay, and you cleared that one? Yeah. Oh, you're better than I am. I missed uh, I missed one of the speakers, and uh, right at the front gate, right under the train, mm-hmm. you must have gotten that one right on the under the overpass where the train goes. I missed mm-hmm. that one the first time, and if you trigger that, there's a horde there. Oh, oh and yeah. And they I, will I, fuck you up. They're I, sleeping I, in the train. Oh, yeah. No. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I cut those alarms. Yeah, no, <laughs> I missed Christ. that one. I didn't see it, and, like, I just got swarmed. Like, it starts going off. I'm like, no, 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 and I go out to run, and I just see all these dudes swarm out of the train. And I'm like, no, 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 running away, trying to get to my bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm, 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 I'm having fun with it. It also seems like a pretty manageable platinum as well. Oh, it's um, real easy, dude. Yeah, so. Um, I'm thinking so, yeah. of actually New Game Plusing it very soon. Nice, nice. So, yeah, I'm having fun with that. And then the last thing is that I was talking to Chris a little bit before we started, and I was like, I've been craving, like, an open-world co-op game. Um, and it's like, I had this one on, on PS4 that I got a long time ago, 
that I played for like about 15 minutes and I was like, ah, you know, maybe I'm just not in the mood for it right now. And then today I was homesick and I thought, you know, why don't I just reinstall it? I'm not sure that Chris will even want to play it with me because I'm not sure if he wants to turn on his PS4 anymore. But I literally just said I wanted to play Days Gone. <laughs> you know, that's subjective. <laughs> okay. you know, we don't have proof that you actually said that. I'll turn uh, it on right now. uh but so i re and it's an older game it's not the most recent game in the series but i reinstalled uh wildlands so i don't own that anymore on ps4 exactly yeah no so that's not actually hmm. i own that on pc pc don't have trophies you're right yep so i guess i will not be playing for what it's worth for what it's worth it's it's not worth anything overpowered in that Great. game. So you Great. can just tell them to kill everything for you. Great. So I'm probably not going to end up playing it now because I I thought I had people to play it with, but I mean, I no can longer. get it. How much is it? Well, it's fine. don't don't worry about it, man. You shut up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Jesus it's Christ. I don't, it's, it's, yeah, it's like I'm not like Why is this still so much money? <laughs> because the lands are wild. I guess. Yeah, apparently. But it wouldn't be an issue. And, like, part of me was, like, I want to play this because it's a co-op open world game. And part of me was, like, I got one single trophy in that game. And so I can't erase it from my profile. And it bothers me. It bothers me a lot. So, but that's fine. That's fine. Let's let's move on. Try and find it. Let's move on to some news. We got a lot of news. Damn it. Um, news, news, news. Well, actually, do we want to get into the news? For okay, hold on. First piece of news: Dunkaroos are back. We were talking. We have about talked it. about this before on the podcast, and it's funny because this happened, and I tweeted about it, and at least like three or four people all messaged me and like, "Weren't you just talking about these?" Because I'm always talking about Dunkaroos, and I was like, "Yes, yes, I was." So Dunkaroos. Hit me up with that collab, and let's let's talk some cookies and frosting. Uh, but Dunkaroos are back. They're coming back in 2020. I can't wait. I am going to eat so many Dunkaroos. And, and if they're my, not as good as I remember, I'm going to die. When both of my parents worked at Wallbounds, like I had, so I ate so many Dunkaroos because they were just easy to pick up, and they would just buy them, and that was my thing was just get the Dunkaroos and just chill. Yo, Chris, I'm going to say, you just said, like, if they aren't as good as you remember, you're going to die. If you eat a ton of those, you will die. Mm-hmm. So so here's the thing, though. Be careful the about that, One way is though. I die happy, and the other way is I die very sad. Or the other way is you don't die at all. And you. Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> from what I hear, uh, death from Dunkaroo isn't the worst way to go. If you die from Dunkaroos... <laughs> You can't keep playing the new Destiny content as it comes out because you'll be dead. You see, now you've put a, a roadblock. Yeah. Uh, what does Chris love more? His nostalgia for Dunkaroos or his, <laughs> or his love for Destiny? You know, it's the old double D dilemma or well, the triple we'll D. We'll have to see how next season goes. Guy Fieri, <laughs> triple D. Um, do we want to do the let's talk Pause. about first or do we want, because we have two there. Or do we want to get into the news first? I have no preference. Let's talk about this real quick. Hey, guys, you know how China is a crazy place. 
Indeed. Coronavirus. Um, yeah, well, we that's some of the stories today. Uh, but um, what you call it just get delayed because of that? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we can actually touch on that right now. Uh, speaking of coronavirus, the Outer Worlds switch port has been delayed due to coronavirus. I don't know how that works exactly. Because the company that they hired to port it is based out of Shanghai. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And I think they said two or three of the people on the team okay, yeah, are suspected games. to be. You don't want that. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, that because that was coming soon. It was. Um, that was like March, right? Yeah, I was interested to interested to see kind of how the port was, but I'll be interested a little longer. Because I want to buy that game, and I'm, I kind of want to buy it on Switch, because <laughs> I yeah. had it through Game Pass. Ross, did you ever play The Outer Worlds? Uh, I played it for a few hours on Game Pass. It okay. didn't. It, it didn't grab me. I think I might. I think part of me might just be kind of over that kind of first-person, open-world, kind of Fallout-style type of gameplay. Nah, but this is, like, the best version of it, though. Yeah, but I think I'm just done with it. So let's be real. We all know that the true sponsor of this podcast, you know, the true the true draw is Anchor. Snapple. You know, our friends at Anchor. Oh, uh, okay. But, but what if we did a giveaway for a copy of The Outer Worlds? Could I win it? I don't know. I have to see, <laughs> I have to see how it's going to work, because I got a copy of Border... I'm finally getting Borderlands 3... And um, Outer Worlds, it came with my CPU, mm-hmm. the the new one that I ordered. So I'm going to have both those games, and I have Game Pass, so I don't need to own the Outer Worlds. So if there's a way I can get a code for it, we should do a giveaway. Mm-hmm. What are the specs of your new I'm thinking about going AMD. I'm thinking about going uh, Threadripper. So I, did, I didn't do Threadripper. I got a 3900X, the 12-core, 24-thread. Mm-hmm. Um, I got an Asus ROG X570 motherboard. Um, Random question. Tough. How much did it all cost you at the end? Honestly, a case and everything. So by the end of it, it's going to probably cost like about 1100 But okay. I mean, that's like I have three grand to spend on a computer essentially. Okay, and yeah. So yeah, you're going to be good. I, 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 did, I did everything but the GPU. I'm keeping my 1080 for now because I'm waiting until mm. June when Big Navi and like the next gen rtx cards come out because they're supposed to be a lot more powerful i was gonna also wait instead of upgrading right now because i was like my graphs and plus i'm not i'm not trying to like i don't i'm gonna build this computer like in the next month or so Mm -hmm. it's gonna sit here and i'm gonna play maybe use half of the power of it because i don't care this computer needs to be pristine for cyberpunk and that's it yeah i mean like right this is my cyberpunk delivery machine I don't know, like, how crazy you're looking to go, uh, but, like, 3900X would be, like, the extent... I wouldn't go into Threadripper. Threadripper's going to be too much money. But you can get a 3900X for 500 Um, but you can get a 3700X, which is the 8-core 16-thread, uh, mm-hmm. which is still really good. You can get those for, like, right around 300 right now. I was... On, which so is, like, only a reason really I was good thinking, price for that. The one thing I was having an issue with was when looking at getting a Threadripper was... That the stock seems to be fucking very limited to actually get one. Yeah, but well, because they're just more like of, enterprise. I don't, man. I just don't. I wanted to really build do. like you know how really expensive it's gonna it? be to build a Threadripper set system. Like the thirty nine nine is it gonna be more expensive than three grand? The the <laughs> CPU is more expensive than three grand for oh, the sheesh. new Threadripper. I didn't, I wasn't thinking about getting the newest one to be honest with you. Yeah, but at that point, you're better off just getting the Zen two. Okay. 
I mean, like, I'm telling you, for 500 bucks, 12 cores, 24 threads, like, no offense. Like but I said, I'm not, I'm not, for I'm your not use into case, the... you're not going to utilize that but whole you, thing. you don't know what I'm about to do, man. How are you going to say, how are you going to say for my use case, man? You don't even know what are I'm you, trying to get are into. Are you going to be rendering major motion pictures? I mean, I'm, I'm your boy's nice. I'm trying to, <laughs> I made my resolution to learn how to start back learning how to code actually so you know maybe maybe i want to get into i mean into i'm just that. saying unless you're going to make the new michael bay transformers movie i don't think you need a threat no don't doubt what i'm doing <laughs> out here man maybe maybe it's about to be nat pixar out here man nat's gonna that's render what... bad boys 4 entirely in cg that's that's messed up chris you yeah, why you gotta be you know bad what boys nat wants <laughs> yeah why do you gotta why you gotta bad boys 4 man i'm just saying like derek does actual shit like that and i bet you he doesn't have a thread ripper but why'd you why'd you pick bad boys 4 for that <laughs> because bad why'd boys 3 was relevant it's out right now in theaters oh it wasn't because of the two leads oh no. i wasn't even thinking that one. wow <laughs> see who's the only person here thinking that ross nah he has a point though <laughs> what point i don't even like martin oh my God. so china uh, china i could just this is why trump talks about china so much is i could just transition and start talking about china and suddenly everyone is like what about china what's going on there <laughs> oh god yo i'm always thinking about that stuff man i was a black studies minor in college i'm always thinking about race why man. would you think i would mean it like that <laughs> No, it's just, it's funny because I feel like one out of every three podcasts, we somehow get to that point where it's like, why do the leads that you're talking about for Nat got to be black? And it's always you who brings it up. <laughs> I'm always thinking about race, my dude. <laughs> why does it always have to be about race with you? China has, has He tightened... has a point is what I'm saying, though. China has, oh, my God. I well, The first thing I said was the Michael Bay Transformers. And then I just thought, that, oh, Bad Boys is another Michael Bay movie. Yo, Jazz was a pretty racist robot in those Michael Bay. You're right. Bay you want to know what's worse? The second movie, those ones. Listen, I yeah. liked the Transformers movies, but there's a reason I only talk about the third one at this point, because that was the least racist. I'm pretty sure that was the least racist of them. It was... It was I feel like the, the first one didn't have any... The first one was pretty tame, wasn't it? I mean, it? Jazz. Was Jazz in the first one? Yeah, he got killed, remember? Mm, he got ripped so in they, half by Megatron. So they Damn. killed the black robot, too. I was going to say, up, even man. black robots don't get a break. That's fucking crazy. Blame Michael Bay. That's not where I'm going to direct you. Um, I guess destroyed anyway, the simulated race. So, so China has tightened their game regulations. Uh, here, So this is, this is crazy, okay? Some of this, I feel like, could have ramifications outside of China. Uh, we'll get to some of those things. Um, here's the headline, though, from PC Games... And PC Games Network, I don't know what it is. Um, China tightens game regulations. No more English words or Imperial Harem games. So basically, no more Harem games. Um, but they said, so among the new rules, all text must be simplified Chinese. So they said, um, uh, Nico Partners, which is an analyst group, said, we have seen cases where games were rejected simply for having words like winner and attack show up on screen in English. That was, that was enough to get a game banned. Like, no, you can't make this game in China, which is wow. insane to me. <laughs> is insane and asinine. <laughs> Um, pools of blood are forbidden and dead bodies can only stay on a screen for a few seconds at a time. 
Developers are required to prevent minors from accessing in-game marriage systems. So here's the crazy thing. This is from the article. Uh, while it sounds like that would uh, affect anything from Stardew Valley to Skyrim, this likely refers to a system in online games that allows players to marry each other. God damn it. Kind of like, you know, One like second. Sword Art. Oh, God. What happened? I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I plugged my headphones while turning, and I just didn't want the <laughs> echo to bleed and Christy yell at me. No, there's no echo. I don't hear anything. But I just said I unplugged my headphones by accident. I didn't hear anything, though. But you can you can see it on the track. This is what I'm trying to say. Oh. Well, just, like, fix that. <laughs> just, like, timestamp that. Give me a timestamp of that. Um, I don't know where that was now. That's long gone. It's not that long gone. <laughs> it's been, like, eight seconds. Well, there you go. What's the timestamp now? Oh, my God. China. <laughs> China. So, developers need to be cautious in their submissions. Games that are rejected three times in a row will not be allowed to apply again. Um, they do require clearer disclosures on loot boxes. This is the part that I think is going to be more globally relevant. Uh, and similar mechanics. So, not only do they need to display drop rates, but now developers are required to show how many times you'll have to draw to get a certain item. Rather than just the percentage chance. So they have to tell you, you have to open at least X amount of boxes to get it, basically. Or you will get it within X number of boxes. So instead yeah. of just having like an arbitrary number where it's like your next one could potentially be it. They could be like, well, you have to open, you know, by box 800, you'll have it. Which then could put a huge like, whoa, I'm not messing with this on it, you know? Because you yep. know you're probably getting more towards the end of that. Apex Legends has a similar thing with like uh, her uh, heirloom weapons. Mm -hmm. Like um, Wraith has a knife. And for a lot of people, it was guaranteed by box 600. So if you didn't get it in your first 599 boxes, it was guaranteed in the 600th box. It's a lot of boxes. Yeah, and then you only got like Yo, Somebody get Rowdy Rich on the, the phone, game. man. Yeah, so it, it was crazy. Yo, if you got that reference, that was a bar, and I'm sorry you guys didn't get it. Because if you got it, you would have laughed. Um, What the hell else? Rowdy here? Rich is the uh, guy who has the like number one album on the chart right now, and his single that's been on the chart forever is called The Box. Man. China. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's popular in China. Um. There's a hard limit on how many times you can open a loot box Yo, before getting Alexa, a Siri, item. Google Play, play the box. No. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, now they're putting Anybody hard limits. Listen again. to the speakers, phone's going crazy. <laughs> they're putting a hard limit on the number of boxes um, to get a specific item. And players aren't allowed to open more than 50 per day. Uh, they're also limiting how many games they approve each year. So on one hand, that'll wow. that'll cut off uh, copycat games, poker, and mahjong titles, uh, as well as they say overly obscene or immoral content and imperial harem games. Uh, so apparently, those are a big problem in China. Of, so like, no more rants games. Harem games. <clears throat> so fifteen hundred seventy games were approved in twenty nineteen. The vast majority of which were developed in China. Only eleven point eight percent were foreign imports. Of those titles, 1,462 were mobile games, PC and web titles were 85, and just 23 were console games. 
Wow. So China That's has crazy. a really just messed up. China's messed up. There's no way around it. I'm sorry if that comes off as offensive, but that's just like, maybe maybe we're just spoiled, you know, living where we live. But that, to me, it's insane. Right? Like, that's not just me. Like, that's insane. To, I mean, mm. it's very on brand for China. Yeah, I know, but that's the scary part. I mean, China's taking over the video game industry anyway through Tencent, so it's fine. I know, but that's the other part of it that's scary is, you know, what if China uses Tencent to, you know, take more control of the global games industry? And you know what? Maybe maybe China could do that. Dumb and selling parts of their company to Tencent. You're right. But, um,. Yeah, no, I, I just thought that was something that was, like, crazy. I think not everything in there is bad. You know, there's some of the stuff around, like, the loot boxes and getting actual, like, physical ideas of, like, it's not just a percentage chance. It's how many boxes you realistically have to open to get something. I think that's something that should become a little more pr- prolific because that would probably discourage loot box spending, honestly. If it's like, yeah, you'll get it no later than box 500. See, and then people see, look the at that problem. and they're like, whoa. Niggas want to make their loot box money. I know, but maybe they shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, you're not I'm wrong, just, but I'm just telling you, you know. Yeah, if you're telling the niggas making the money off it, <laughs> yo, you should do something to stop you from making money. They, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> who would think about that one? Like, get this I, crazy I person it's out little, of here. It's kind of surprising that we see, that we know so much about this with how I feel like insular China is in a lot of ways. So, I mean, it's nice, the same thing. Nice to understand. Yeah, the same thing too, though. It's like a lot of these companies have interests in the global games market. Yep. So, you know, it's probably easy enough to get this information from someone in Tencent or something like that because, you know, or the a lot of these companies that are trying to get their foreign games approved in there. Because I'm sure China is really, you know, China being China, I'm sure if they could, they'd want their whole industry entirely inside China, you know? In the eternal words of Ryan Davis, rest in peace, China don't care. China don't care. Moving on. Moving on. Okay, so that was, you know, that was that. Here's a crazy one, though, okay? What's crazy? So this is part of a a bigger article from Protocol. Uh, They spoke to Phil Spencer, okay? And there's one specific quote from this that I want to talk to you guys about, okay? I'm going to read the quote. When you talk about Nintendo and Sony, we have a ton of respect for them, but we see Amazon and Google as the main competitors going forward. That's not to disrespect Nintendo and Sony, but their traditional gaming companies uh, are somewhat out of position. I guess they could try to recreate Azure, but we've invested tens of billions of dollars into cloud over the years. So, he, I saw, he went, I saw that. Quote. Yeah, he went on yeah. to say that he's willing to cooperate with Nintendo and Sony on initiatives like you know, you know, helping gamers all play together and stuff. Uh, he added, "I don't want to be in a fight over format wars with those guys." While Amazon and Google are focused on how to get gaming to seven billion people around the world, ultimately mm-hmm. that's the goal. And I just kind of thought like a tad presumptuous for the normally like very pro like i want everybody to succeed and now i feel like as we're getting close to like his new box coming out and stuff like that and he's him as long as they're releasing an xbox their biggest competition is sony and nintendo we can all agree on that right as long as there's an xbox well, on a shelf it depends that's their on biggest their competitor. positioning because if they're saying that then this might be them saying hey 
we don't give a fuck. We're trying to make sure, like, we're still, like, that. But the thing is, is the box has nothing to do with it because Amazon's probably not mm -hmm. gonna have a box. Google doesn't have a box because we're not counting Chromecast. Chromecast is not a Mm -hmm. game console just because Stadia can be used on it. You know, um, but realistically. The Xbox is in direct competition with the Switch, with the PlayStation, you know, things like that. These physical boxes on the shelves competing for shelf space, they are competing with each other. Google Mm -hmm. doesn't have a section in a bet. You don't walk into a Best Buy and look at the Stadia games, right? You don't look at, you know, the Amazon stuff. That's, That's the point I'm trying to make in that regard. But, like... Did he specifically say the Series X or the Xbox brand? He didn't quote. say anything about Xbox. So the quote again was specifically, let me scroll back down to there. Um, he said, we see Amazon and Google as the main competitors going forward. So he didn't talk about Xbox per technically, you know, he talked about like Azure and X cloud and stuff like that. But I just think it's crazy that he thinks X cloud is, you know, he obviously thinks very highly of X cloud as it is right now, because he's saying, I don't, I'm not trying to put words in Phil Spencer's mouth, but this comes off a little as like, you know, they're doing what they're doing, but I'm, you know, my box is competing with Google and Amazon. It sounds like he's framing it to where the service he's trying more than anything, to, I think. Yeah, the service and trying to portray Xbox as being more future-proof than the competitors with how much of a focus there is on on streaming. That's the kind of message I get. Like, I, I, I get... I understand both sides of it. Like when I first read that, I thought to myself immediately after reading, I was like, yeah, that makes sense with how much focus they've been putting on XCloud and streaming. Oh, I agree that like, it makes sense. I understand yeah. that. But like, my thing is just like, he he's just kind of, you know, flipping the switch and just like, yeah, you know, he's all about Sony, Nintendo, Sony, Nintendo, Sony, Nintendo. And now he's just like Google, Amazon, Google, Amazon, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, it, as he's prepping yeah, I mean, for a console launch, like, I don't know. I just feel like if I'm, if I'm someone looking at the next Xbox, you know, as a piece of hardware that this is, if I'm looking at the next Xbox as a piece of hardware and I'm looking like, yo, I'm invested in this type of gaming. And then Phil Spencer comes out and says, our biggest competitors are Amazon and Google. To me, that makes me think, okay, so where's my Xbox? Where does that leave my style of play? Yeah, you know? I, I guess in my in my mind, I took it as there are main competitors, but I mean we're still going to cooperate and work with Sony and Nintendo. Oh yeah, no, we've, and we've he, been building he, those up. He made so. that clear, but I feel like he's looking he's looking past Xbox and more to X Cloud. I think he's looking at X Cloud as the platform rather than Xbox as the platform. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I definitely see that, and I think that's where this is going to end up. Yeah, and I, I think, think so too. I think I just think it's like I don't know. I feel like we're not. I think streaming games is going to inevitably be the future, but I don't think we're there yet. I don't Mm. think we have the infrastructure yet. And I don't think with, you know, how technology is moving forward, you know, think of it this way, you know, the games are only going to get more dense, more visually dense, more complex in their designs and things like that. And we haven't proven yet that we can stream average games effectively. So, you know, yeah, it, it's, it, it, I think it, I think it just speaks to like, I guess his confidence and kind of 
what he knows that we don't behind the scenes with how xCloud is developing and Project Azure is developing. Like, yeah, at the end of the day, I don't think I, I really have a problem with the quote. I don't see it as being dismissive or anything like that about Sony or Nintendo. I think it, it is kind of more of him taking a stance than he usually does like just a strong hardline stance but yeah i don't i don't personally have a problem with it yeah no i like the, the, the only thing that gets me is just like when he's like i guess they could try and make azure you know and it's like that's not what they're trying to do that's not what sony's goal is and that's not what nintendo's goals are and like mm. it, it's it's more of the way he says it in like I guess they could try to do that if they wanted to, but you know, they, they, you know, like as in like they have to do it eventually, you know. And it's like, who's to say they can't be making consoles ten years from now, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing yeah. is, it, it comes off as a little dismissive of their hardware because it sounds mm-hmm. like it's more of a well, they don't have a cloud, so how can they compete? You know what I mean? Yeah. That yeah, and, and I'm not saying he's exactly saying that. But it, it's a it's a it's a little pompous, I think. Just a little in yeah. a way that Phil normally is not. Yeah, and and that might be the case ten years down the line. But no, I I, I get it. I get it. I was gonna say I feel like more so he's he's saying, hey, this whole fight between people who play games are the fight over people who are, tend to be more casual because they're probably saying, hey, people who will play more hardcore probably just play on pc anyway so they're fighting over people who play games more casually or decide that the exclusives are what they're going to do and he's and i at least the way i interpreted it was hey the people who are casual are going to move to cloud and we're trying to make sure we're in that business and if you're not trying to make sure you're in that business eventually there's going to be no fight over exclusives just the thing the thing that i think we're we're not we're not there yet with the cloud and this is Mm -hmm. the thing that i don't think people are considering is like a lot of people are approaching the cloud. Even Google is approaching the cloud of like, we're going to make playing games simpler. Mm-hmm. And they're they're doing it in a way of, we're going to bring AAA games online, all on the internet, so that you can play them anywhere. But it's like, you want to reach the 7 billion people, but let's be honest. You're not, not everybody is going to want to play the AAA game experience. That's the fact when it comes down to it is right now, when you look at xCloud, when you look at Stadia, what they're not tailored towards is that extreme casual market, that Candy Crush market, that I'm going to download this app on my phone to play on the subway just so I can keep my hands busy or whatever while I'm on my commute, you know? Because the people who are, like, the more, like, hardcore type gamers, pardon me, they're going to buy a Switch, and they might buy into that, but at that point, you're more like double-dipping. If they want to get to the 7 million, or 7 billion, excuse me, if they want to get to the 7 billion other people who aren't playing game. well, there's like 2.5 billion gamers now, but if they're trying to get to the other 5 of them, the thing is, is like, they haven't, they have to appeal to that market first, right? Like, you can't just be like, here's Doom, it's on your phone. Here's Doom Eternal on your phone. And then that's still, for someone who hasn't played a video game, they're going to pick that up, play it for five minutes, and they're going to be like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And they're going to put it down, and they're going to go back to playing their easy, you know, the match three game or whatever. And I'm not saying they're wrong for doing that, but that's just the nature of the beast, right? That's just games are not for everybody. They're a massive, massive entertainment thing, but just like people aren't, not everybody on the planet is rushing out to see Avengers, right? 
you know? I mean, but I was saying, I, I don't think that what, like, when he said, when I said casuals, I don't think that's like the group of people he was talking about. And I feel like we've been talking about this a little too long, but I feel like more so he's saying like, there's like, like real, there's people who don't play games. There's people who play apps and Farmville and stuff. There's that group. And then he's saying there's casuals and then the hardcore. Well, no, he specifically people- said to the, to the 7 billion people. Uh-huh. He's trying to get games to everybody. And right now, he doesn't have the answer for that. Because he doesn't have games for everybody yet. He has games for people who would already want an Xbox. That's basically, you know, xCloud. That's Game Pass. It's, here's games you would already play on your Xbox. We're just now putting them in a service. Mm-hmm. And this is a talking section, so we can't talk too long about this. <laughs> That's what this whole part is for. Um, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of overestimation in the cloud right now. I think we're jumping the gun a lot when something like Stadia came out and kind of just flatlined pretty early. And I thought it looked promising and it was not. And, you know, we'll see what happens when xCloud comes out. Maybe that's the thing that changes the story or maybe it ends up being Amazon. But whatever the case may be, cloud's not it yet. At least yeah, how I, agree I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, I think he yeah. should. I, I think he should keep his. I think he should keep his eyes on the game that he on. Uh, you know, on the market that he's most invested in right now. Azure is great, and it's a service that takes a lot of stuff. But you know, it's not. Um, I don't know. I it's it's not the it's not the second coming of Jesus yet or anything like that. You know. Mm. Keep you know keep your eyes on on you know the lane in front of you. But we'll see what happens. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Nat, you like the behemoth, right? We're going to jump into the news now. Mm-hmm. You like the I behemoth? Like I know behemoth you're a fan. Uh, they're making a new Alien Hominid game. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. Alien I Hominid Alien Invasion. Hominid. Um, that game was hard. The game is really hard. Yeah, I so used to it- go to the game crazy attached to the Hollywood video and play <laughs> that on GameCube for hours. That was on Ga- oh, yeah, was that was on GameCube, game. wasn't it? I totally forgot that was on GameCube. Mm-hmm. That was regular Alien Hominid on GameCube. This was the Flash game because I was a Newgrounds kid. Then I went to GameCube and then HD was on 360. Yeah. One of the early arcade games. Yeah, and um, now this one's going to be an all-new reimagination of their first game, which was Alien Hominid. So, which, uh, which is really good. I highly recommend Alien Hominid. That's like one of my, like really up there for me and like, trying out weird games like that was very early on like oh games doesn't have to be xyz like you know what i mean i feel like up until that point i had like a very narrow view of what games should be and that that was one of the, some of the games that was like oh this is a game like you know what i mean yeah in a weird way yeah i mean that's uh you know i i think it's interesting that they're going back you know instead of making something new that they're kind of going back and maybe touching up one of their older titles what have they done recently uh the last uh, game they pit made people. was pit people which was like a strategy like yeah. almost like RTS. a fire emblem kind of game not rts it was a strategy game it's like xcom yeah like probably more like how are they doing how are they doing financially like i could see this as like being a hey this is a known property That's this will make thing, us some money in order to be able to create some new stuff i don't think they pit do. people set the world on fire and i feel like battle block theater did well but didn't do like i I at feel least like as far they as peaked as at I Castle mean, Crashers. No, ba- Battle Block did like did it? fairly well for them. Like, but I don't think it did well. Castle Crashers well. 
Well, Castle Crash is like an anomaly for them. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And that team, at least from like always speaking to them at PAX when I used to go a lot, because I was like a new ground kid, that team is like, they just make the games they want to make very like much. Like, so like uh, Battle Block Theater was just like, oh, this is, what's the weirdest thing we could do? And that's that. But like, this is probably them, because they were always talking about going back and doing an alien hominid game but being afraid to have to live up to what that game was. I guess they just mm-hmm. said, fuck it, we're going to do it. Right. I mean, if that's right. the project they're passionate about, that's the one they should be making. Mm-hmm. Um, Ross, I'm, I texted you this one, but this was really interesting. Yeah, I, when I, and and I, have, I have no frame of reference of, like, I knew the game was coming out, but I don't know anything that's been going on surrounding it or why this is happening. Wait, what? Sorry, I was one ahead. Yep, Never mind. Nope. Yep, this one. Okay, yes. yeah, no. <laughs> this seems super cool. Yeah, so there was a remote play survey. For those who don't know, PlayStation 4 has a feature called remote play that allows you to stream games from your console to, say, a PC, to a Vita, to... Um, the wildly popular Vita. Rest in peace. Uh, oh, uh, by the way, um, Ross, I don't know if this is something you would like to do together, but I... Um, I'm working on sidebar here. I guess this is also news. Um, When we build my new PC, I want to record it and uh, Tony's going to make a cut of it and we're going to put it on the YouTube. Yeah. So I think that'd be cool. I'd like to be, I'd be useless, but I'd be happy to be there. Well, if you want, well, I mean, we're going to try and do it this weekend, but um, yeah, no, but what I was going to say is if you tell me a weekend, you're free. I have another plan. And what if we did a video okay. about the Vita? A retrospective, if you will. Man. And we get a bunch of B-roll, and we talk over it, and then we send why, it to Tony, gotta, and he edits it. Why do you gotta make me ulterior like that, man? Let's just, let's why just, do you gotta bring back the hurt? Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Why do you gotta bring back the hurt? <laughs> I'll, I'll figure, I'll figure out a weekend. <laughs> Very sad. Um, So, this user on Reddit, uh, you read it here first great name um oh they had images they took screenshots of a survey from sony uh regarding remote play questions including using remote play with a ps4 not connected to the internet um that would be kind of like a wii u scenario i guess um uh having remote play on a switch let's apple tv or android tv Let's go. Having unused controls for the game allow for more screen real estate. Uh, or hi- not having, hiding unused controls for the game to allow for more screen real estate. Uh, a Let's slim go. slash portable DualShock controller for portable gaming. Let's talk about that in a second. Um, exclusive map slash accessories for remote play. That's weird. Yeah, customizable button layouts. Connecting yep. other controllers, i.e. Xbox and mouse and keyboard. Let's Offline go. remote play. Let's PS1 really go. PS1 and PS2 games. Let's freaking go. Parental controls that allow for multiple users to use remote play at the same time. Hell yeah. Well, uh, the that, last that's one actually, matter, but everything hold on, hold on. That's not bad. Multiple users yeah. using it at the same time. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, so a lot of people on the same device with different controller. Um, they also wanted to add, they asked about using remote play on Xbox. So Xbox was an option. Um, also, so not just switch Xbox was another Mm -hmm. thing for that. 
Um, there was a question about letting, uh, about using a phone's haptic feedback to simulate controller button presses, uh, using tailored layouts for specific devices, uh, surveying going to detail on the offline remote play. Uh, yeah, as yeah. for PS1, PS2 titles, they asked how interested I was playing them via remote play and having a full catalog of your games available. Um, there's also interested in, uh, PS Now for remote play. I believe Sony might already be working on cutting out your PS4 from the mix if they have to stream games. Uh, a lot of this sounds yet. really cool. Yeah, and then they took a screenshot of the email as well, uh, direct from Sony. Yeah, so... Wow. And they got entered to win a gift card as well. Lucky, lucky ducks. <laughs> um, so here's the thing that kind of catches me off guard. Uh, a slim slash portable dual shock controller. Yeah. That Give me that sounds, foldable controller. That sounds like it could be a Vita. Give me a controller that folds. It sounds like it could be a new handheld. It's n- they're not going to do it that. It could be, though. They're not going to do that. They're going to make the PS5 Switch? No, they they're didn't. not going to do that. <laughs> they're absolutely they, not going to do that. After how much they supported the Vita, there's no way they're making it. I know, but this one sounds cool, though, that they could make, like, a a, a thinner, like, flat DualShock kind of thing. Yeah, dude. I just want one that folds. That could a be foldable cool. controller. They're making foldable phones. And then just, like, have, like, a thing to attach your phone to it, you know? Yeah. That would, that yeah, would be cool. Uh, I'm pretty mad at, at Retta. She ate my uh, bracket for my... For playing xCloud on my phone. How did she do that? Uh, it was on my bedside table, and I guess she, she was mad at me one day, and I found it upstairs in pieces. Mm. You know, Ross, I don't know if you heard, but there was a rumor going around. I don't remember if we talked about it or not, but there was a rumor that all old PlayStation games would be compatible on the new PlayStation, on the PS5. Yeah. And yeah. They, they originally left out the Vita, but they came back later and said that they would be working on the Vita to come at a later date. Because they would have to figure out how to make it work. But, like, yo, what if we could play Freedom, Freedom Wars. Wars on the PlayStation yep. 5? You know, my my dream design for PS5, that that won't happen. Can I tell you what it is? Go ahead. It's a pyramid with uh, five separate disk drives. And each of them is a PlayStation console. Yeah. Um, I, would, uh, I would want it so. Yo. And then there was, a, there was another... Oh, God, I just had it. Um the hell was i just thinking oh and that they there was potentially a way for them to upscale older games like basically you could get a ps1 game and you would use ai to touch it up and make it 4k 60 so like you could actually like up res your ps1 games via like the ps5's power and it would just like use artificial intelligence to look and be like okay let's touch all this stuff up so it's not gonna look like a brand new game but it'll look like holy shit you know like this yeah. is a PS1 Sony, game, and Sony's messed with that in the past in terms of like on the PS3 there was like settings for PS1 and PS2 like smoothing yep. and stuff. So they've they've messed with that kind of stuff. So that but that would be super cool and make it look like Final Fantasy VIII from PS1 compared to like the remastered version that just came out, something like yeah. that. That'd be cool, man. It's role play is. A, a super cool feature that I think was ahead of its time that I hope gets to be more well implemented. And it sounds like it's going generation. to be very important still on the PlayStation 5, which is very important to me because I use remote yeah. play to play my PS4 games on my stream. 
uh, so yep. that I could get all the audio in my headphones and then just capture that instead of having to hook everything up to a capture device. It's yeah, so much better. If you could play those on Switch, that would be sick. Yeah. Dude, dude like, play Days Gone 2 on my Switch when I'm not home. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Just have have freaking remote play on your Switch and Game Pass on your Switch. Best console ever. Yeah. Play anything you want. And then Game Pass will have xCloud next year. Yeah. Dude, the Switch is literally everything. <laughs> the Switch, damn. Um, speaking of something that isn't everything. Uh, yes. This is what okay. I'm. I have not looked into whatsoever. Warcraft Three Reforged. Paint me a word. Was picture. announced in 2018 uh, as coming 2019. It was going to be a reimagining of Warcraft Three. It was going to bring the story in line with World of Warcraft. It was going to make some changes. They were going to have like new cutscenes and stuff like that. And then they backtracked on a whole lot of that. And then they didn't do a lot of those things. And then they took a bunch of features out of the game and then launched it. Like, they took out match-made, you know, competitive games. Um, They took away your ability to own your creations in their editor. So now if somebody makes the next Dota, Blizzard owns it. Because you made it in their engine. Um, It has a 63 Metacritic, or it had at the time of this capture, which was... um, Shut up, Forbes advertisement. Why are you still playing? No, I told you to stop. It's muted. It's literally <laughs> muted. The ad is muted. I, c- I can see it and it says unmute. <laughs> oh my God. This is going well. Yo, I hate Forbes' website. It's it's just ads. This is such a better mobile experience. Um. So at the time, it was a 63. User score, 0.5. Yeah, user scores are just... Yeah, I get it. Well, no, no, no. But this is an act of aggression. Because it was at a 0.8. And it was, the I think, like the second lowest scored game on Metacritic by user score. And then somebody Mm. found... The the group of people found one lower. And so they did two things. That game, it was day one, Gary's Incident. I'm sure you've heard of it. It was a game that was talked about for being for how bad it was. So not only did people go through and get that up to a 1.0, they got Warcraft Reforged down to a 0.5. Wow. Uh 17,000 reviews My to God. bring it down to a 0.5 out of 10 on Metacritic uh, for Ooh. a user score. And this is like... This is probably kind of deserved... Because it sounds like they really messed up. So much so that in this other piece we have here, um, Blizzard is now automatically refunding. Like, if you request a refund for Warcraft 3 Reforged, they'll just give it to you. Wow. Like, you can just have it. Just, like, go away. That's crazy. Um, Blizzard has responded. Like, it was so bad. But, like, you know, people thought they were getting banned on forums for, like, telling people how to get their refunds. So Blizzard reacted by just being like, okay, everybody gets their refund. Just just take it. Just take it and go. Um, Blizzard has released a statement. It is a lengthy statement uh, that I'm not going to read the whole thing. 
But basically, they go into a couple things of like how they had to remove some features to get them working for the new one. Uh, but what they failed to mention is like, hey, you know, we also took these out of the older version. So anybody who owns Warcraft 3 original and they patch is going to lose those features, even if they don't own Reforged. Huh. So it affects all Warcraft 3 players. Um, that they're changing, which they did the same thing with StarCraft Remastered, and that was kind of weird, but I feel like there was less to change there. Um, Mm -hmm. They basically said um, there's some issues with visuals, especially in classic mode. They identified a bug that they're working on uh, fixing. Um, They're working on online features uh, with like a new MMR system. So they they said they're going to share more plans for that as they progress in the coming weeks. Uh, and they also said a bunch of things that like some concerns that they got that they're not currently addressing. Like when they removed the Reign of Chaos rule set last year. That's the so it's Reign of Chaos and um, Frozen Throne are the two Warcraft three things. Frozen Throne was the expansion. So they basically removed mm-hmm. the Reign of Chaos rule set and they removed tournaments. And now that the game is fresh and popping, people are like, hey, we want that stuff. And Blizzard's like, no. No. Uh, And they basically said, hopefully people will make custom games for that stuff. Oh, that's not the right answer. Yeah, hold on, right here. Um, Eliminating the maintenance for the underused elements has helped us streamline our overall support of the game, which if they're that underused, how much maintenance did they really need? That's, That's me. Um... To focus on areas impacting the most players. That said, we do anticipate that players who prefer prefer Reign of Chaos will find custom games with similar rule sets, which we hope will help satisfy that concern. Oh, that's the if you want to play. We have a console if you want to play offline. It's called Xbox yeah. 360, yep. and that's why Don Matrick yep. isn't around anymore. God, what an idiot. He had the world in his hands, and then he said something so stupid. Oh, you don't like our new console? We'll go buy our old one. What is he doing? He was at Zynga, but... Yeah. I don't know what he's doing now. I don't know. Oh. Phil Harrison can keep getting employment. I'm sure he can. Um, That's crazy, yeah, though, dude. It's just such That's, a weird... So many people were looking forward to that, too. That's too bad. Oh, man. Like, this is just, like, Blizzard can't catch a break, and they probably yeah. don't deserve one. But they have just spent 2019 and the beginning of 2020 just like, hey, remember our reputation? <laughs> Throw that out the Yeet. window. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Diablo 4, you're going to unlock characters through microtransactions. Oh my God. It's just an unmitigated disaster over there. Like, what are they doing at Blizzard? Now, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. Oh. I was yeah. going to read this in a succession thing, but... Um, on Twitter, Rod Ferguson announced that he was leaving the coalition. He is moving to Blizzard to work on Diablo. Yeah, well, sounds like they need some new blood in there. <laughs> and and for as much as like, I'm not the biggest fan of the Gears franchise. Like, I like Rob. Uh, I like Ferguson. I think he's done some good stuff. I think Gears could stand to get some fresh blood in there uh, because Gears 4 was very samey and Gears 5 is very samey. I feel like we need a fresh perspective on Gears because Gears is Mm. kind of just Gears. 
Like, that franchise, other than the fact that, like, you know, visuals and mechanics have just naturally improved over the years since that first game came out, but they're identical. They just don't change. They don't evolve. It's the same game, just a little grander, and Mm -hmm. in a way that doesn't really do anything. Like we talked about the other day, it's just like, you know, Gears had, or not the other day, but a couple weeks ago when we had that talk, like, was it just us? Um, Right, right. You know, it's just that franchise hasn't changed that much. And, you know, the industry has changed around it. I would be very interested to see some fresh perspectives and some fresh leadership in there and be like, how can we keep the core integrity of Gears, but really shake it up and make it feel new? Yo, Cliffy B comes back. Uh, What happens then? I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's not super surprising that Rod Ferguson is gone. It's surprising. I just, I'm very curious to see what he does over there. Because <laughs> it just seems like Blizzard is a toilet that's flushing. It's working its way down. But anyway. We have news of someone else leaving a company as well. Yeah, you want to take that? Yeah, so um, Rockstar's co-founder... Dan Hauser is leaving the company after forever. Yeah. Um, so, uh, after founding take two the issued, company, you know? Uh, yeah. Take two issued a statement. Uh, we are extremely grateful for his contributions. Rockstar Games has built some of the most critically acclaimed and commercially successful game worlds, a global community of passionate fans, and an incredibly talented team, which remains focused on current and future projects. So, uh, he's been on, apparently, he's been on a break since 2019. His last day will be March 11th, uh, and and yeah, it's uh, his brother is is staying there as far as everyone knows. Um, Rockstar said that Sam Hauser's role uh, remains unchanged, so um, it'll be interesting to see what he does next. Yeah, uh, and if he's gonna stay in the games industry or if he's gonna go somewhere else. But that was kind of a shock. Yeah, and like for perspective, like we're talking about the guy who wrote Grand Theft Auto Five and both Red Dead Redemption games. He was the writer. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was just one of the. Like... No, he wrote that he was. I think he was the one who had the you know we we were doing hundred hour weeks quote. Uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure that was him. I think you're yeah, right. So yeah, so he wrote, because he has credit, I think in that article it specifically says it, or it was another one I read, but yeah, he wrote Grand Theft Auto V, well, you know, with this team, he didn't single-handedly write it, obviously, but he was part of right, the team right. that wrote Grand Theft Auto V and both Red Dead Redemption games. Wow. So that's yeah, like a, so kind of a big deal, departure for that company. It'd be interesting where he takes his talents to next. It'll be interesting to see what their next game looks like. Dr- dream scenario, Maybe. having the, the guy who wrote uh grand theft auto 5 and the red dead games nintendo <laughs> you know what and like you know this is this is pure speculation on my part but you know it, it's a part of me wondering like maybe he's not happy with the direction those games are taking yeah in, in terms yeah, of like I mean, their I've, online I've, games as a service type feel yeah that's, that's a very strong possibility like i feel like it's either that or he just wants to do something different I was gonna say, he's also been doing that forever like yeah but so I, we'll never. I don't think we'll ever know the reason. But I'm yeah. very interested. To I mean, see unless what he comes out next. and says it, you know, like, I I don't want to sit here sure. and be doom and gloom, like worst case scenario. But I I feel like Just that's like, at least a consideration of like you know yeah. what if 
he's sitting there like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of, you know, writing these long, expansive stories. And then the whole game is just online. You know? Yeah. I'm with them. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Crazy. Crazy indeed. Um, let's get to a couple of, like, real, uh, well, let's get to one confirmed thing. Uh, Damon X Machina. Very happy about this. Coming to PC. I just pre-ordered it, actually, during the podcast. Because uh, I, I remember... That game's going to look really good. It's going to run really good. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. I... Oh, man. I'm so excited uh, for that. I feel like that's going to be really good on PC. That was great on Switch. They they did a lot mm-hmm. to clean that game up uh, prior to... You know, from when I first played it and was like, yo, I'm not feeling this game, to when it actually came out and I kind of bought it on a whim because I was already hooked on the Switch thanks to Fire Emblem. Once that mm. all kind of came through and I got into that game, I was like, yo, this game is really good. Um, and I'll be very excited to see that running, like, looking real good, 60 FPS. Like, I'm very excited it's coming to Switch. I No announcement on if it's coming to any other consoles. It's being published by Xseed on Switch. It will have all of the current updates and add-ons minus some licensed content. Um, hmm. So I don't okay. know exactly what that's going to entail. I, I, there's was there any Nintendo yeah, probably they had there was a couple things and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really get too too much into that, but um, like I didn't buy any or the, the the Geralt stuff. Will that oh, be? Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say they also have that stuff. That probably that won't be, be there. That's probably yeah. licensed specifically for the Switch. It'll be interesting yeah, to see if this makes its way to the other consoles, though. Maybe closer to its original launch window, like you know, a year later, mm. and just be like, "Hey, when did um?" I was gonna say, there's a lot of games like coming over to weird platforms. Yeah, we. Oh, we actually don't have the story, but I'll bring up oh, the shit, story you know about what, uh, too, cause Wonderful One Hundred One. Yeah, Wonderful One Hundred One is coming out on PS4. It came out September thirteenth. So September, October, November, December, January, Fe- February, six months. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, would, yeah, so that's six up. months. It's coming to PC now. And then maybe now it's, uh, maybe, maybe it goes to other platforms after that. Uh, Damon X Machina is one of those games that, like, I think it's good in the hands of people. You know, get, get that in the hands of more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um yeah, uh wonderful one on one. I don't know if you guys I, I, I did yeah. I forgot to put it on this list. Uh I figured you guys would be a little more invested in that than I was, having never played it. Um Yeah, I only played the demo, but I always wanted to play it. I but I I got it up. Demo because like I was trying to decide if that was gonna fill my beautiful Joe Void. Right, right. Very my, different game. Yeah. Void. Um Beautiful Void, yeah. yeah. I like the uh, so so the wonderful 101 um it's getting remastered the twist is from platinum games the twist is that uh it's a kickstarter um the original goal was around fifty thousand dollars uh and they're at 1.5 million right now Mm -hmm. um so yeah they're gonna make this remaster version of the game um it's gonna come to switch steam and ps4 no xbox um and and yeah, it's just it's it's super weird that they're going through Kickstarter for this. Um, well, like some places they, have used it. It's also a yeah. small amount of money. I mean, some places have used it just to be like, "Hey, is there is there hunger for this?" You know, and if the fan say, reception yeah, a lot comes of out, use it to 
to gauge interest. Yeah, that's what I was trying mm-hmm. to say. Yeah, so they're probably like, "Hey, there you go. If you want to publish this, there's your answer." You know, if these thousands and thousands of people, those are guaranteed sales right there. Yeah, so I think it's been active for three days, and it has just under twenty-two thousand backers. And um, at fifty k, uh, it was the Switch version, two hundred fifty k Steam version, five hundred k PS4 version. Uh, these are all the stretch goals. One million, which they hit. Time attack mode, one point five million. Lucas first mission, a brand new two D side scrolling adventure, and at one point seven five million, uh, a remix soundtrack featuring a secret special guest. So. Mm-hmm. And, and some of the tiers on here are crazy. Like, the top tier uh, to uh, pledge at, which is no longer available because all seven people did it, $2,500. It's, I mean, that's not too bad for a top tier, but what do you get? Uh, you get uh, a bridge digital soundtrack, digital comic, physical release of the 104 101, keychain, a bridge CD soundtrack, t-shirt, sticker set, physical comic book, Sentinel's identification card, softcover art book, acrylic standee, wonderful pendant, vinyl record soundtrack, full CD soundtrack, the wonderful 101 custom controllers, and a thank you mention in the art book. What I find interesting is that the uh, $1,800 tier, and all these are weird numbers because it's originally in yen, so um, you get a freaking replica jacket of the main character in the tier below it, (laughs) so it's like... I, I feel would like rather the one you have want. the jacket. Yeah, I'd rather have the jacket too. Mm. Um, but that's cool. This is a game, it's from Platinum. It's a game that I always wanted to get for Wii U, and then I stopped playing my Wii U. So, like, people cry foul about all of these Wii U ports coming to Switch. But Nobody I find played the Wii U. I'm, yeah, I'm super happy that they are coming to Switch because no one played the games and they deserve yeah. to be played. I almost bought Tokyo so, Mirage Sessions today, but the coupon I... I'm just waiting for the, the coo- day. It's no, I, I literally was ringing it out and I had a coupon because that Gamers Club ended. So they sent me a coupon for 25, right. 25% off a game. And I was like ready mm-hmm. to do it at the register. And it was online only. Oh. Uh, and I was like, come on. <laughs> so, it, it'll still happen it's at some gonna point. happen i gotta get it and then i'm just thinking <laughs> yeah, you gotta oh my god it. i was at gamestop today just on the topic because i was thinking i was like oh yeah that and then i gotta play persona though and then they were like you know the gamestop tv guy he's talking about persona 5 royal and he's like it's over 100 hours to do this and he's like you know and if you if you want to get a head start you can get into gamestop and get a pre-owned copy of the original persona 5 and play that while you wait and i turned to the lady because she was she seemed fun and I was just like, that's a horrible idea. Why would you say that to people? I was like, why would you tell them to play? Here's a 100-plus hour game. Now here's another 125-hour game. A lot of stuff you already did. But, like, <laughs> why would you tell them to do that? <laughs> like, why would you ruin that game? <laughs> you should just wait for Royal at this point. Do not encourage people to do that. And she laughed. And she's like, I know, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm just like, holy shit. Why would you tell someone to do that? Hey, while you wait for Persona 5 Royal, play the original. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of While you wait just for The Witcher on... 3, play the first two. <laughs> it's coming out in a month. Right. <laughs> um, just kind of staying on Switch for a brief second. Uh, the Persona 5 Scramble demo came out in Japan. Mm. And if you have, uh, like, since it's region free, you can download, just create a Japanese account and download it. But... I've been hearing some really good stuff about Scramble, actually. Oh, I'm, I'm really um, excited for it. Uh, are, are you yeah, getting well, it on Switch, aren't you? I've only seen. I've also seen it's only single player. Really? I haven't seen co-op. 
Um, All right, if it's not co-op, I've, I'm going to get it on PS4. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, I also saw, again, I don't remember where I saw this, but I saw it was a continuation of the story of Persona 5, which makes me even more interested in it than I was before. Yeah, because, like, how and I was you... already interested. Now, is it a continuation of Persona 5 or of Royal? Yes. I would assume 5... When is Scramble yeah, supposed I think to come Because Royal's probably going to have a different ending. So they're probably okay, here, here we go. Oh, so, no, you're fine. Um, six months, plot, six months after the events of Persona 5, Joker and some of the Phantom Thieves are taking a vacation traveling around Japan when they hear rumors that people have been attacked by shadows, leaving them unconscious in the real world as they wake up in a mysterious version of Tokyo filled with supernatural enemies. So yeah, it takes place six months after. After they lost That's all their crazy. powers and stuff. Because, oh god, spoilers. Persona 5, I guess. I was going to say. Um... Because <laughs> they they the see game. oh <laughs> never mind um I'll probably <laughs> uh so it, if you have save data for Persona Five or Persona Five Row on PS4 or Super oh or on Super Smash Brothers Ultimate you'll receive DLC featuring Persona Five music tracks that's cool mm-hmm. it's cool they did that on both Switch and PS4 um but yeah I'm I'm pretty excited for it it's coming out in Japan on. February 20th. So we're getting it towards um, the end of the year then. Yeah, probably, probably like October Yo, I am unreasonably but excited Sega's for turnaround has been pretty fast on these games lately. Like, they've been like slowly decreasing the time. So maybe I just, they might even try to get it out earlier so they don't have to get it out in the hoopla next gen. I just really wish they would get to... I just really wish Sega would start doing like global release... Mm-hmm. like just yeah. get in there and yeah, just dump you. the game like square is the perfect example and i know they bitched and moaned about kingdom hearts because the ending leaked but like credit where credit is due like i'm so happy to not have to wait a year for a final fantasy game to come over you know like when 13 mm-hmm. came out for and sure. i i imported because for whatever reason when they did the advent children complete uh, the mm-hmm. da- I imported the Japanese version because it had the demo for Final Fantasy 13, which was all in Japanese, and I had no clue what to play or like what to do. But they had the dub on the movie, so they had the uh, English voice like, uh, actors come in and record their is, lines for the Japanese release. As I say, I feel like this is remnants of like for a long time Sega's primary market was Japan, and. They were very hesitant to bring games over. Well, it's because Yakuza is very popular yeah. here now. Because they released like a really yeah. good entry point with Zero, and now everybody and that well, Persona was, Five did very well. But that's what I was gonna say. Now it's changing with Yakuza and stuff, and Persona. But like, I think people are just burned out on Western games, and like Japanese games are finally having a certain appeal that they've been missing for a while. I think of like people are kind of embracing the weirdness. Because there's so many, like, oh, here's this dark, dreary, hyper-realistic game, and then here comes Persona, which is this crazy, like, high school, like, you're living your crazy normal life, which is full of, like, high school drama and shit, and then all of a sudden you go into this shadow realm and start fighting crazy demons and stuff, and stealing people's hearts, and, you know, that resonates with people in a way it didn't used to, you know? Or at least I think so. I was never I super interested question. in Persona until 5. Not to rush things, but how much longer are we going to be recording? Because I really need to pee. Oh, if you need to step <laughs> away. If we're going to be recording, I could just stop you, and go pee. If you need to step away, uh, do, do your thing, man. Yeah, go go ahead. We're, we're getting close to the end, and I, I actually have to get off around 9, actually. Okay. Yeah, so. so um, well, yeah, how so long if you need to go, dude. I don't need uh, to go. Wait. I just need to go pee. Yeah, I know. That's what Yo, I'm saying. I've gone during the podcast before. Ross does it all the time. Go ahead. I've done it before. Yeah. Go ahead, dude. 
that's the title of the podcast this week pee break yep perfect uh hit me with this next one uh yo okay this is all you colin moriarty uh formerly of kind of funny formerly of ign uh he's got some connections okay and we all thought Insomniac, you know, just bought by Sony. Everybody's like Spider-Man, 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 Spider-Man. Ross and I are over here like resistance, 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 resistance. Uh, but I'm also over here like, what about another Ratchet and Clank? <laughs> and lo and behold, maybe, maybe Insomniac game. Because Colin had been talking about an unannounced PS4 game that would be coming. And a lot of people thought it was going to be, I think himself included, said it was going to be Ratchet and Clank. Maybe, hmm. since the acquisition, maybe that changes the scenario. Maybe it's not like, hey, you know what? We got this team. Maybe it's now, hey, you know what? Let's not just make another Ratchet and Clank game. Let's make this really AAA. Let's like let's make this thing and let's launch it with the PS5. Yeah. And that's what it kind of sounds like is happening. Um, According to Colin, this quote, we're going to get a Ratchet and Clank game. Uh, Ratchet and Clank in between Spider- or, God. There's, this is, they, they kind of editorialize this, um, referencing Spider-Man two, like, you know, the, the, the assumed sequel to Spider-Man, we're going to get a Ratchet and Clank game in between that on PlayStation five. I feel like that's going to be a launch game. The Ratchet and Clank game that's long been in development at, at Insomniac. <laughs> and that's a switch ad. Thank you for going away. This one actually listens. Um, so... He has announced. He has mentioned an unannounced project before. Back in April of last year, he noted that Insomniac Games was working on a new Ratchet and Clank game. At the time, he said it would be a PS4 game, but now we're looking at it as a PS5 game. I'm really hoping that they maybe come back and are like, "Hey, Sony, what if we made a Resistance game?" What I'm hoping that they look at like Wolfenstein and Doom and just be like, "We can make a really good single-player Resistance game." It doesn't need to be competitive. We don't need to have attacked on multiplayer because that's not Sony's thing anymore. What if they just made a really damn good shooter that was a resistance <sighs> game? Dude. That was really oh my, good. Okay. When we hang out over the weekend or whatever, I know I know we talked about doing a marathon divinity. You say it every time you say it every but time. You say it every time and Guess you what I subscribe it. to. So I PlayStation I did. now? Can we play co-op? I, I think so. Can I use a PS4 controller? Yeah. You should be able to, I think. I, I, I'm down. I'm down. I, I, I really want to play that game. I'm in. Resistance 3, I think, is the best yeah, one. And I've never been able to play it because my disc is messed up, apparently. And now my, my PS3 disc drive doesn't even work. Okay. Alternatively, it was your PS3 all along. I don't know. It played literally everything else. And now the disk drive won't, like, pull in disks anymore. It was your PS3 yeah, the whole time. That's what they all said. It was a cry for help. It's like, help me, please. <laughs> and you said no. <laughs> yeah, it's... Dude, it's whatever Insomniac's making, I'm excited. They were such a good studio. I Yo, the last Ratchet & Clank game they made was fantastic. Yeah. And if they're going to make a bigger and better one uh, on the PS5, because that game already looked like a Pixar movie... And if they can make one that looks even better than that and have it run at 60 FPS, I am all about it. That Ratchet and Clank game was fantastic. That was one of the best games they've ever yeah. made. Uh, so, and, and imagine if they still release it at 40 bucks. Yeah. 
Imagine a launch game. Or what if they pack it in? Yeah. That's the ultimate goal right there. It's just like, hey, here's a fun game of one of our mascot franchises. You know, this is one of our premier franchises. It's been around since the PS2, the early days. This is family friendly. It's fun for adults. We can put this in the box and everybody gets this game. Mm -hmm. And then Ratchet and Clank goes on to be the most successful PlayStation game of all time. Because they're going to sell one with every box. Like, that would be incredible. I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah. Because they're making their money on the software sales. So they're going to want people to buy Ratchet and Clank. But I think that would be a super cool way to do it. And just, like, guarantee everybody a game, you know? Mm. Just be like, hey, we put it in the box. This is a game that will offend almost no one. There's going to be the dirty joke here or there. Because, you know, they always do it. But, like, that would be a pretty neat thing to do. Yeah, dude. It's, like, after... After the Ratchet and Clank kind of like remake that they did, and after Spider Man, like I'm just so thrilled with whatever they put out next. I'm so hyped. Yeah, for Insomniac it. is on a really good t- like after a couple years of like you know Fuse. Yeah. In, Sunset you know, Overdrive for some of us more than they're, they're, others. Of yeah, us. I I respect them wanting to just kind of go out of their comfort zone and try some new stuff. Who's out of their comfort just, zone? Yeah, Insomniac. Insomniac. We were talking about them, and, you know, making games like Fuse and Sunset Overdrive, and those two not good Ratchet and Clank games. Yeah. And then now they kind of, you know, they made the really good Ratchet and Clank game. They rediscovered themselves. They did what like EA and Activision and Ubisoft all need to do, and then they made an excellent Spider-Man game where the swinging felt phenomenal. Uh, and then they went and were like, hey. Let's make another one of those. Another Ratchet and Clank game. Um, <clears throat> this I wanted to bring up. I wanted to make sure Nat was here for this one. Nat, you, you're into Animal Crossing, right? Yes. Okay. So it, Until inevitably something terrible happens and I give up. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> but it's always a good three, four months. <laughs> until that point. It sounds like. Like, can I tell my horror story from last time? Oh, God, yes. So I had everything. I was like four upgrades into my house, like a bunch of stuff. I, j- I just got like every fruit possible by tracking people down with different fruit and trading and doing all this other stuff. And I'm like, yo, I'm really enjoying Animal Crossing right now. I'm going to upgrade from my 3DS to one of the newer 3DSs, right? Oh, this, is, this, this is story key. is going to be perfect for what we're about to talk about. Go on. I know what you're going to talk about, which is what I was saying. Yep. And low key. Uh, you know, Nintendo consoles are dumb, and since the fucking 3DS came out, whatever, it always reverts the date to when that console came out, even though the new ones aren't then. So I put it in, and they gave me Time Traveler's Glitch. So no matter what happened, I had roaches and terrible luck and all this other shit in my game because I wanted to support Nintendo more for making a good game, so they punished me for it. Well, let me tell you about animal crossing new horizons on switch um oh and how the cloud saves are available for those who pay for nintendo online no actually (laughs) so players can only create one island per switch even if they create more Mm -hmm. user accounts or buy extra copies of the game one switch one island their save data will also be locked to the switch it started on with no transfers allowed between consoles fairly classic nintendo Uh, it will New Horizons will not support cloud saves. Yeah. 
Although Nintendo is working on a save data backup feature for the game that will launch at some unspecified point in the future. This is a Kotaku I just article. Seen, I just seen something saying that online users will be able to use cloud saves. I like just I, seen that Kotaku, somewhere. right here. New Horizons will okay. not support cloud saves. Um, the mess began on Tuesday. I was on Twitter uh, earlier. I've seen it. Uh, so what appeared to be the back of a German download card for the game surfaced on Reset Era. And it says you can only create one island per console. Uh, transferring user and save data between consoles is not supported. Um, so if you choose to get a new Switch, apparently you cannot bring this save over. Yeah. It lives on that mm. Switch. That's classic Nintendo. Like, it wouldn't be a fucking... It wouldn't be an Animal Crossing game if it wasn't very friendly but also torturous at the same time. And then somebody, they got a quote, uh, one person wrote on a subreddit, I've got around a thousand hours in New Leaf that has followed me across multiple 3DS systems. I can't believe Nintendo would just lock the save uh, eternally to the console that it's been started on. Um, Nintendo hasn't responded to anything. Um... They did update the game's Japanese website today as of this posting from 3.30 p.m. as of this recording, uh, confirming the information on the German download card. This game's save data does not support transfer user data or transfer save data functions. Reads the text. Uh, if you own two consoles, please be aware that you cannot move your island from the console in which it was originally created. Um... And then they updated the game's Australian webpage. Only one island can exist per Nintendo Switch console, uh, irrespective of the number of users registered to or copies of the game used on one console. Uh, well, so that wasn't like, the case in New Leaf, apparently. Uh, it wasn't, but like here's a like there's the like it's weird. I don't know how they plan on doing this, but with Animal Crossing specifically, like. You can like kind of like move your character to a new town if if your town is like fucked, essentially. Like if you get time travelers glitch or something, you can keep your character but like move him to a new town, and yeah. But it sounds like at this one you only get one island. But that's the saying. I don't know how it would work. But like the other game, like like you can have multiple, like not all the like if you had different saves and stuff. But what I was saying is, in the old one, for example, like you can only have one save still, but like you could just restart it. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, uh, here you go, Nat. So this is um, part of the article. In an interview last year, producer uh, Higashi Nogami confirmed that New Horizons wouldn't make use of the feature, specifically cloud saves, uh, since doing so would potentially open the door to players manipulating the game's internal calendar. Yeah, and... Yeah, and the Animal Crossing is all about calendar and seasons and that stuff. Like, I get it. And mm -hmm. Splatoon and Pokemon, uh, the new Pokemon games, do not support cloud saves either. Mm -hmm. uh, but those, you can still move data between consoles. Yeah, so, and you can manipulate the calendar in those games yeah. fairly easily because that's what I. Yeah. So Pokemon. for um, <laughs> so Game Explained, the YouTube channel, who's a Nintendo centric channel, um, they did uh, from a video from today, uh, Nintendo released a statement in Japanese that. Um, someone translated for them, and um, the quote is, This game does not support Nintendo Switch Online cloud saves, but we are currently looking into a customized method for backing up save data that will be specific to this game in the event that your Nintendo Switch is damaged or lost. This function will be limited to Nintendo Switch Online subscribers. The timing of implementation is undecided and will be announced as soon as it's finalized. So it sounds like they don't really even know what they want to do at this point. 
No, they, they yeah, I was gonna no say look. they probably will patch something in if yeah. people complain yeah. about it. So, but me and my friend Milena, this is like this is all we talk about. It's like waiting for Animal Crossing because mm. you know it's my game. Inevitably, it's gonna betray me, and I'm gonna stop playing it. Maybe for like this time, I'm gonna say five to six months mm. in. That's my like estimate, but you know the time until that point, I'll be having a blast. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm, oh, I've guys. never been an Animal Crossing guy, so I'm not. Uh... If you if you pick up Animal Crossing, I'll make sure we share our fruit. Like, <laughs> don't worry, guys. I won't let that. I won't let Tom Nook rob us blind. Are you naming the? <laughs> I already wrote it. I already wrote it. <laughs> we both wrote that title. I'll make sure we share our fruit. We both wrote it. <laughs> Um, we both made that. Att- okay, yep. I'm sitting here looking at it. And I'm like, I already wrote it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I really like it. I just heard typing furiously. From we both two like ends, that title. Like, I'll make I'll, that's the title yep, of the podcast. Title. Now I'll make sure by, we share our fruit. by committee. Um, <laughs> that was the best title. Um, I really like Animal Crossing. I've only played one game in the in the franchise, and that was um, Wild World on DS. I put a few hundred hours into, and mm-hmm. I skipped out on New Leaf because I just wanted like. I think I was. I think I'd had enough of it for the time being, and I just wanted to give myself some more space. And so I'm excited for New Horizons. Mm-hmm. New no, I've, I've heard it's incredible. Say, like this, I'm excited for a return to home console. First time since GameCube, I think. So, uh, Animal Crossing is the is the Seinfeld of video yeah, games. It really is. It's a great way to put it. Uh. No, because it's all about nothing. Yeah. Like it's nothing. It's you do nothing, but you do everything, and it's so charming. Yeah. It's like it's just. It... It's also really depressing if you look into it. Your character's always yeah. in debt. Oh yeah. And it's trying to constantly live up to everybody's expectation and like people say, everyone. Stardew Valley is the ultimate like at your own character like, chill game. Expense. Animal Crossing is the ultimate chill mm-hmm. game. Animal Crossing is chill because it like. Like in Stardew Valley, there's at least that tension of mind, like diving in the mine like, and other f- stuff. Finishing like up everything in... before the end of the day that you want to do. It's like Animal Crossing, just yeah. like, yo, dude, just do whatever, man. Nah, there's no day. You got all the time in the it's world, great. literally. It's great. Because it doesn't change the night until it really changes the night yep. outside. So, yep. cool. We're trying to find this piece while we're on the topic of Wii U games on Switch and stuff. Or we're talking about games coming to like the console. Mm. Um, what I would say is, though, with Animal Crossing, at least the stuff I've seen from this, this looks more game than any other Animal Crossing previously. Like, there are more mini-games and stuff to do yeah. in this one. I was always super obsessed with fill, filling up Which the I'm excited. With all the fossils and all the insects mm-hmm. and everything. Oh, same. It was addicting. <laughs> but what I'm saying now is there's, like, canoeing yeah. and other stuff that are, like, that are like, like Mario Party-esque mini-games that, that, at least from what I've seen, were described as they're, like... There's a bunch of them, but not all of them are unlocked at the same time. So, like, certain of them are, like, seasonal only and stuff, which it's I think gonna is going to be the cool, most Animal like, Crossing, cool Animal Crossing that's ever come out. Oh, um... So, like, maybe in spring you can only do kayaking, or in winter you do snowboarding and stuff, which is fucking yeah, cool to me. Uh, which is probably why they're going so hard if they're trying to keep everybody on the mm-hmm, same time. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Chris? So, real quick, um, I knew there was something else I saw. Uh, in Japan, the Animal Crossing Switch. I don't know if you guys oh, saw it. Oh, it's beautiful. It, it actually looks gorgeous. Mm, it got delayed uh, due to coronavirus. Yep, that makes sense. But man, that yep. Switch mm. is beautiful. Oh, God. One of my friends was like, was like, damn it, Nintendo, <laughs> make me buy a third Switch. <laughs> 
because I guess she bought she bought a regular Switch and then bought a Switch mm-hmm. Lite. Yeah. So and now I think she's Yo, thinking the, about the, getting Animal Crossing. One's the best redesign they've had. That thing is fantastic. That thing, like, I don't even care about Animal Crossing, and that thing looks yeah. good. Yeah. I'm trying to find Kotaku had a list of like Wii U games, the Wii U games that still needed to be ported. I remember seeing that like Switch. a couple months ago. Yeah. No, but they did a more recent uh, okay. one. Now that they announced, um, Wonderful 101. Everybody wants Wind yeah. Waker HD on Switch. Everyone needs God, to where? just stop. That was one of the like games I, on the list. Like, I get it. Legend of Zelda, I get it. I, oh, just in passing mm-hmm. real quick. This is a quick thing. Fallout 76 is finally coming to Steam. Okay. So everybody mm-hmm. can enjoy that misery. Great. Great. I, I, I've heard rumors about Breath of the Wild 2 being pushed back to 2021. Which, I'm not, mm. I'm, I'm scrolling through. I'm finding all these other things. Uh, Sony has shipped 108.9 million PS4s. PS2 was 155, That's kind of right? crazy. Uh, yeah, it's up there. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's getting pretty close. Oh, here it is. I found hey. it. The Wii U games that still need to come to Switch. Okay. All right. So let's. Uh, uh, okay. From each of you. Oh, don't do this. We're gonna we're gonna do this in a very unhalf gen way. I want a scale of one to ten. Okay. The likelihood of it coming to the oh, Switch. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Why? What did you think I was gonna? I do? thought you were gonna have us like to try to name them. I was like, my memory's not that good. Oh God! No! 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 All right. I was gonna be like, I own literally two games from my. No, Wii. no, no. I, I that's I. I think nobody. I own nobody three, plays actually. Okay. Okay. I owned Wind okay, Waker. The only <laughs> the only game that's guaranteed that we all owned at the same time was probably Mario Kart and fucking Smash. That's it. She owned four. I didn't. I actually didn't own Smash right. for Wii. Okay, hit me up. Hit me better. up. So, Super Mario 3D World. One to ten likelihood it gets ported. Nine. Nine. Okay, Nat. Uh, I think they already confirmed that actually. Uh no. As of Monday, they did not. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's actually a ten. Yeah. Okay. So they. they I think they. The confirmed door was like, oh, we're doing another one that's gonna be like do, all okay. the old levels and shit. So what do you think then, Matt? We'll and scale one to ten. Well, depends on what you count of it. I think it's a ten. Okay. Because all those. Are going to be on there. So you heard it. Nat and Ross both confirmed today. Guaranteed. Super Mario World 3D World is coming to Switch. Guaranteed. Okay. Fatal Frame. Well, there's tears of the Mario. The Maiden of Black Lord. Entry. We're done with Mario. <laughs> what did you say, Chris? <laughs> that should be the title. We're done with Mario. <laughs> Fatal Frame. The Maiden of Blackwater. Oh, that's a that's a that's a hard zero. two right there. Yeah, that's it's got to be a less than three. Yep. Yep. Uh, I see what you um, did there. No yeah. chance. Oh shit! I didn't even. <laughs> I see your true allegiances actually lie with Fatal Fury. You... Well, about that Fatal Frame. <laughs> fatal Frame, whatever. Xenoblade Chronicles. X. Oh, let's. Uh, the I say the, the producer like said okay. like it would take so much work to do it, and they're working on the definitive edition of the first game. Um, I my heart says a nine. My my brain says a six. Okay. I say like because that seven. game also like depends on how much. So why don't we split the difference and we'll put you both at like a seven. Ha- sure. Like having the tablet controller of the of the Wii U would be no. He said six and it'd be six seven and a half. Could you guys stop? No. Now, now I forgot not. what I was going to say. Well, thanks guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. appreciate it. Just trying I'm to make sorry, a point. You were talking about Xenoblade Chronicles X and being ported oh, yeah. to the and Switch. Yeah. So Xenoblade Chronicles X, the only thing they'd have to work around is like the Wii U gamepad was critical to playing that game having both screens for the record 
for the record, that was the same thing in Tokyo Mirage Sessions because you had a phone, so you had to use the gamepad. The gamepad was your phone. Mm. But obviously, mm. they have fixed that. Right. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, so they, they've yeah. done Xenoblade it. Chronicles X is, I think, very underrated. It wasn't what people wanted out of the next Xenoblade game because it was far less story focused and much more just open world exploration focused. But it was, like, even on the Wii U, it's it was gorgeous. And the world was so huge. Man, that game was underrated. I, I feel like this would, be, play. this would be the one to port if you were going to make a Switch Pro. I feel. Oh, like. yeah. That would, that would push it. Like that would be like you launch this with a Switch like Pro. Like Xenoblade Chronicles X looked better than a lot of 360 and PS3 games. Um, yeah, but I heard it also didn't always run good. Not always, but on new hardware, it would yeah. be great. Yeah, no, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Okay. Yeah. Um, NES Remix Pack, uh, which apparently was a little game that broke up classic eight big games into little WarioWare style challenges. Zero, zero percent. Zero. Um, okay, Nat. If it is, it'd just be thrown on. The online, is yeah, the they're not going to release that okay. when the incentive is for people to play those through Nintendo Online. Okay, uh, Legend of Zelda. So this is a two, two. Nope. Okay, we're going to assume both. Mm-hmm. Um, Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD. Uh, like a three. Uh, Twilight Princess is higher. Twilight Princess is like a six, but Wind Waker yeah, is I, like a three. I don't I, think I, they I care. Put them... I think they're trying to move forward yeah. with those games and not. Yeah, I put back. them both at like a, a six. I just feel like they would have done it already, to be honest. I mean, because... I guess with the Breath of the Wild hype, maybe you don't do it right away, and maybe you do this to kind of get people back into Zelda, and then especially if you're pushing back Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it's, it, but it's just if they're trying to catch that Breath of the Wild hype, those games are just so different than Breath of the Wild. I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would say Twilight Princess makes more sense because Breath of the Wild is supposed to be an offshoot of that timeline. Yeah, I, I right? think so. I don't know. I, I don't know if Nintendo's making their decisions based off of Zelda timelines. If my friend Raymond was here. He Yo, I got the Hyrule but... Encyclopedia downstairs. I just don't want to get it right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Twilight Princess is like Breath of the Wild is supposed to be off of the Twilight Princess timeline. But like, if everything, yeah, I just goes know Breath wrong. of the Wild is the most recent in any of the timelines. That's all. I, that's all I know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Zelda has a very convoluted. Oh, yeah, they made it up at the last second and then made an encyclopedia around it. Nice. Well, yeah, there's like several. So like there are like a lot of situations that are like what ifs. Yeah, and it's stuff like what and if like, uh, Link loses here? What if? Yeah, yeah it's there. That it all spins off like what well, happens. Like in the it's first all kind time. of interesting, but all really dumb. Anyway, continue. Pikmin three. Uh, I'd say an eight. I say a seven because apparently they've been trying to work on a new Pikmin game. So if they're making a new one, it's probably really low. Yeah, I could. Okay, so hold on, hold on. I I guess let's change this a little bit. Okay, so let's let let's let's put an asterisk on here. So Nat said earlier, Super Mario 3D World. Let's say either a one to ten or a sequel. Okay, so Nat thinks okay. on 3D World, you think they're gonna make a sequel before they port, right? Or like a continuation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because okay. all those games are pretty much the same. They just add another character and it's like I, new three D world or some shit. Now with I, I, cats, I, I think they'll port shit. it. I think it'll be a port because three D world is different from the new Super Mario Brothers line. It's like two point five D, and it was really well received. I can see oh, them yeah. porting okay. it. So let's let's pick up from here because the other games we know we're not going to be dealing with sequels or they've already gotten sequels. Sure, sure. So. Okay, so Pikmin three. Mm-hmm. It's one to ten. Pikmin three port or Pikmin four sequel uh, i see four. i see i see both happening and i see port releasing like six to eight months before four to hype it up okay 
Uh, Yoshi's Wo- Woolly World. Uh, that wasn't released on Switch. I thought it was. <laughs> no, I think a sequel got announced. Oh, Crafted for that. World. Well, there was that Crafted. Yeah, that was world. the cardboard one. Um, okay. I, I I'd say like a three. Pro- I'd, I'd say none because if there's a sequel yeah. already and they didn't already like do it's, it, then yeah, it's the same. It's so similar that I would all yeah. in zero. Yeah. I'd, I'd say three okay. just because Nintendo. So this one, I they they have already. There was already that rumor of a new one. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, Paper Mario Color Splash. Zero. Zero. It's okay. like it was, uh, it was much more well-received than St- Sticker Star, but I feel like it still wasn't up to like mm-hmm. the standard that's been established uh, that they're trying to recapture. And also, they have been talking about yeah, getting back to mm-hmm. their roots of that franchise and making it yeah. more Mario RPG-esque. So, like, yeah, yeah they, I doubt they would... Be like, here's a worse version of the game we're trying to yeah, put out a good I, I, version I'll, of. I'll, say, I'll yeah. say one, because never say never. Okay. All right, so that's Just that. Those are the games. Um, Those are the games. So, that was fun. You know, yeah. A um, couple of last pieces to wrap up here. Um, One thing that I found on the way below. You guys remember that game that looked really cool when they announced the Xbox One and then took forever to come out? I was going to say, did, wasn't that like... That was like 2018, I think. Uh, I was going to say, I feel like I remember seeing the trailer, the first trailer in like 2013. Yeah, when they announced the Xbox, yeah. Uh, Below. I don't even remember. Uh, It's coming to PS4. It's a roguelike, um, but they're adding... uh, I I kind of fell off the game pretty hard. Mm. Uh, I tried to play it. However, they are releasing it with a new explore mode that is going to add permanent checkpoints at bonfires... Um, and we'll also take away things like the thirst meter and traps that kill you in one hit. Uh, see, I'm not, I'm well, not this a fan of that cool. survival, like thirst stuff. It's not, not yeah, for so me. Yeah, so they're adding a mode to take that out. Yeah. So that the game this is, should theoretically be more. I've seen this game. This game is aesthetic Dark Souls. Yeah, it looks really cool, but I, I struggled to play it. Yeah, well, it's cool. They're I adding played, more I options. I played it on Game Pass. Yeah, adding more options to play. Oh, That's good. Yeah, so it's on PC. It's on xbox and it will soon be on ps4 nice. so i is, am is more on interested game pass in, or no it, it, on the console yes not on pc but maybe they'll add it um yay oh boy um i feel like this is a bigger oh conversation <laughs> yay i'm exhausted i'm exhausted from all the blizzard talk i'm exhausted to oh my uh, god yay they um so they went through, and in the UK, uh, wait, hold on. Yeah, so they left the prices in the US, but everywhere from the UK to South Korea to Singapore to Mexico and most of Europe, uh, EA went through and hiked a bunch of prices on their games. Um, Specifically on Steam. On, yeah, on Steam. And the sh- these are not the sh- minimal increase the shade is strong with this story <laughs> they just went through and raised a bunch of prices on a bunch of games after just much? coming back like between like five to ten dollars well so like a game that would normally retail for ten dollars they raised the price to 18 well and and, and someone noted that in some cases like SimCity 4 in brazil was is thirty five dollars like on Origin I think, but on Steam it's now eighty dollars. 
Yeah. And in Russia, Ma- the Mass Effect collection was 800. Now it's 1700. <laughs> That's so funny. It's like, how do we get people to use Origin? Oh, just make the games way more expensive. <laughs> not everywhere else. Uh, you know... Oh man, it's not surprising. Like, it's, just, it's kind of funny. Oh my god, because of how how stupid it is. <laughs> uh. But yeah, like they. Oh my god, like they had like. Oh, it's just so crazy. Well, yeah. it's just it's so. In random news, the Knicks are not losing right oh, now. Oh wow! Ooh. And R.J. Barrett oh, is balling. There was another art. I guess there was another version of that that I read that had like a lot more pricing examples. I wish I had that one. I guess I linked the wrong one. Um, Last two pieces of news. Um, We talked a lot about the cloud earlier and NVIDIA has launched their cloud service to the public. It has been in, it has been in beta GeForce. Now I have played with somebody uh, who was in my old destiny clan who they only play destiny on GeForce now. So they own the game and it basically goes into your BattleNet library, your steam library, whatever you link those libraries to GeForce now and then you can stream them to your PC, to your phone. So it installs like, you know, Destiny on one of their servers. And it basically gives you access to play that for as long as you want. So he ran raids with us playing on GeForce Now. Never, you know, never had any complaints. You know, he played fine. Um, so they are launching it to the public now for $5 a month. That price will be kind of a limited time thing. But right now, that's a very competitive price. So like I said, like if any game you own in Steam... You can just say, hey, I want to play this on my phone. They put it on a server. You go play it. That's it. It's, it's as easy as it gets. Huh. Interesting. Um. So, yeah, for $5 a month, you can play your games on Android. Uh, I believe iOS. Um, yeah, so you link your Steam, Epic, or Battle.net accounts. What the heck is it? Where? Um. Works on Mac OS. Yep, Windows and Android. It is not on iOS yet. Hey, you know. But I imagine that will be coming. More places for to play. The play one thing you have to do, though, is it's not available from anywhere in the world because you have to be near a data center. Uh, so they have nine data centers in the U.S., five in Europe, and one in Korea, and two in Japan. That makes it a little more limited, but... Yeah, so it's not, you know, they're not getting... So, like, for us, it looks like they're in Ashburn. Uh, Virginia, because hmm. that's where a lot of them end up being. Yeah. Uh, Midwest is Chicago. Central is Dallas. Uh, Northeast is. How would NWK be? I don't know. Uh, U.S. South is Atlanta or Miami. Southwest is LA. Oh. Oh. Well. Well, we lost Nat. Sure hope we don't lose his stuff. Yeah, well, that's... We're wrapping up anyway. <laughs> oh, I really hope we don't lose his stuff. Um, oh. Last but not least, Discord cut the library and activity feed. So that's no longer a part of Discord. Ah, fair enough. Uh, to, to trim the service to be more fast and clean and focus on chat. So there's no more like look at the activity feed like oh here's the new updates on your games and stuff. They leave that to Steam now and they're like we don't need to do that. It wasn't working most of the time anyway. Yeah. Um no more universal game launcher and no more game library tab. Yeah. It's just chat. That makes sense. I use Discord chat every day. The other stuff would just get in the way. So 
yeah so this is cool. um yeah that makes sense yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna text that yeah do you want to wrap it up <laughs> yeah i wonder if he noticed and he thinks we're just being quiet um yeah so that's this week's episode hopefully let's make sure yeah. let's just pray to god yeah. matt didn't lose his file or this is going to be a real bummer a nightmare yep it's well uh, let me end it on a brief piece of good news uh okay. in the middle of recording i got a message through playstation from someone who was ready to boost the trophy tonight excellent Wait, so i'm going to do that shortly Go boost that trophy get that plat make sure you pick teams that play in week one yep yep we have to pick division rivals that play twice throughout the season because we both need the trophy. So that's it. Okay, he only lost internet. Okay. So, until next week, thanks for listening in. Um, you can uh, stay tuned to the website. I will be getting the Blood and Truth final say up uh, within the next few days, probably at the beginning of next week. Um, and... Uh, if you want to tweet at us, Chris is at NightmareCV, and I am at uh, Rolando91. Uh, yeah, and remember, if you missed it, uh, we record these live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash NightmareCV, every week, so you could be here and be involved uh, if you so choose. Indeed. So we take questions and comments from the chat. It's a quiet night, but, uh, you know, we will... Uh, we will be here next week, so you can ask then. Yeah. Nat just popped back into our Discord. Oh. Uh, and we're going to talk to him and figure out what the hell happened. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye bye.